Welcome, welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I will talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, muesli, fresh socks and jocks and everything in between, never forgetting the talk. This is Dynamo's Dozen, the Christmas one. Welcome everybody to the Christmas show of 2017 from me, Ian the Dynamo Kelly, and the show that keeps on giving and the voice that keeps on singing. We've got a fun show today with lots and lots and lots of fun topics with plenty of festive cheer. I'll be talking to some of you guys who listen to the show and hearing your year in review and answering some questions that yours truly will put to you i will put you on the spot i want to know your top 10 everything we've got lots and lots and lots to get through today but this week on thoughts from the deep joining me will be none other than dave cullen from the kickout podcast And we are going to talk about lots and lots of things, wrestling, and everything in between. Joining me on the line is Dave. How are you, Dave? How are you today? And how are you on this most festive of seasons? I'm not too bad. Like, I'm only getting into the Christmas spirit now, like, you know, because I'm off college now from, um, as of last week. So now the time is off, and you see all the lights, I'm like, oh, yeah, now it's starting to feel like Christmas a wee bit now. Are you Christmas Christmas guy? You are. Are you a Christmas guy? Oh no, I'm into Christmas. Like you know, I'm. I guess the older you get, the the less festive you get. Like all the childish stuff is out of the way. Like like certainly for me, it's it's probably only going to get like down the line as older. Maybe as I get older, it'll probably come up again. So it's like it comes in waves. I'm thinking about that phase now where it's like ah, it's all well and good, and it's all good and there for now. You know, like so. Speak for yourself. Yours truly is getting more into Christmas as the years go by. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is the Christmas one, so it's a, it, it's a pleasure to have you on the line. Um, well, thank you very much. Yeah, so the kick out has been going for a long time. You guys, are, how many shows are you putting out every week, actually? We just do one show a week. Like We've been going on since June of last year, so yeah. our last episode was like our 78 episodes. Like um, we, we put up our highlights up on YouTube as well, Like especially if we preview... Um, um, or if we review an Irish show, or if we preview or review an Irish show, we usually t- stick that out of the show and put that as a highlight up on YouTube, and then we have the whole thing then as a podcast as well. Yeah, no, that's pretty awesome, man. Absolutely. Um, so you're on Thoughts from the Deep this week. I thought, who better than yourself to get on for Thoughts from the Deep? Um, because Clash of Champions just happened there on Sunday, and I thought, mm-hmm. how can I do this on my own um, without without a, a, com- a comrade so um, I'll go through the matches and basically we'll basically wing it 
and see um, see see what we get through and what your opinion is on it and what my opinion is on it. We'll start with the uh, the triple threat: um, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Roode. What did you think of that match? Obviously, yeah, no, sorry, I was just going to say. Obviously, Dolph Dolph went over. Dolph won. Um, so he's obviously signed that contract. Um, I would imagine, anyway. Um, you might know more than me in that regard. But uh, the match itself, what did you think? Oh, it was a fantastic match for me. This was, I think, um, the, the, the most, the best, the best wrestling match of the entire card. Like, yeah. you know, because it was way better than people expected. Because all, all three of them worked very hard, and even the home stretch towards the end, especially when. Corbin looked like he was going to steal the finish at the end, and here's Ziggler coming out of nowhere and picking up the surprise. Like because me and Dara both predicted um, that uh, Rudes would win this match as opposed to Ziggler, so sure. that's why it's a, it was a huge shock. Like so, and and it's against the odd, like and and I kind of in the air because of the, all over the last few weeks. Everyone was speculating, oh, why is Ziggler in this match? Like, you know, is he like a third wheel to Corbin and Ruth? But it wasn't the case in the end. Although it's interesting, like, um, what's going to happen now, like, especially after um, his events on SmackDown, like, where is this leave the situation with the US title? But at the same time, it doesn't take away from how awesome um, the match was. Yeah, from me, coming from it, from a wrestling standpoint, just watching the actual work in the ring, um, I thought it was one of the best triple threat match, uh, one of the best triple threat matches I've seen in quite a long time. Because, um, whatever way they worked it, um, it really just kept you interested from start to finish. Um, I I found that um, I thought Ziggler obviously worked really hard as he always does, but I thought he especially worked r- much harder in this. Did you get that sense as well? Well, he's never, he's always been a fantastic seller, like, so it's never yeah. a question with Ziggler, like, but, like, in particular, like, I feel Ziggler more than ever now, especially uh, if you've heard his recent comments on Edge and Christian's podcast, like, you, you feel now, in particular, he has a chip on his shoulder, he wants, he, like, a lot of what he's saying, like, especially the promo he did on SmackDown, you could argue reflects on how he actually feels, so yeah. that, he has, he has that chip on his shoulder, what he wants to do as better as he can and prove to everyone. And even though he still feels probably like not used or underutilized, he still will try and get the best match he can. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, like I, I was really impressed with everyone's work rate in in that match. Mm. Um, because triple threat matches can be an absolute clusterfuck, to be honest. Mm. Um, I've been involved in them myself, so I know exactly what it's like. It's an absolute cluster. You know what I mean? Mm. There isn't because you're trying to communicate with essentially four people. Including yeah. the referee, you know, absolutely, yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a little bit of a, but, but, I, I, absolutely, I thought they worked really well. I was, uh, I was really impressed with Bobby Roode in that as well. Um, mm. His timing, um, as Bobby Roode's timing has always been phenomenal, but mm. I just thought his timing in that match in particular really, really stood out to me. Um, and I think all three guys come away looking good, to be honest. So. I think our verdict on that match was pretty awesome, yeah? Appreciate it. Well, yeah, well, again, like, um, it, it, it's like everyone's stock came up because of that match. No one yeah. is on a downer as a result of this. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. And then we get to the uh, to the tag match then. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, uh, there's an aura I find about the Usos with the new entrance, well, it's probably not new anymore, but the, the entrance music that they have and the way they, they carry themselves. Or certainly have they reinvented themselves like yeah. since um, 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 like especially this year like so. 
yeah, like they really, they, you believe in them a lot more, I think. Absolutely, they're for me. They're the best tag team in all of WWE at the moment by by a long. And, and you've seen and you've seen the matches they've had. Yeah, like like it, not 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 just with the new day, but you, like you're seeing how all the good matches are even having on SmackDown. Like you know, like even even this week the matches they where they had the match with uh, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, as well as Cesaro and Sheamus at Survivor Series. They are a great match for anybody. Like so, they're for me they're they're the, they're the tag team that are carrying not just the SmackDown division, but. They're certainly, in my opinion, the best pound for pound tag team in WWE. But I won't say the world, because like there's obviously a lot of mentions like uh, in outside of WWE. Like you have your Young Bucks, you have your War Machines, and so on. Oh, we'll get to the Young anyway. Bucks. We'll get to the Young Bucks. <laughs> we might, we might have a disagreement on them, but who knows? I don't know. You might That's agree it. with me. But uh, as far as the tag match itself went, um, give me your rundown from it. What did you think? Well the, well, the one thing I will say about this match is that I thought the layout of how it was it came out at the start, it was a bit confusing. It felt like the referee was refereeing two matches at one time, like where he was, I think one, I think two of them were having the pinfall at the same time, and it was a bit confusing, like if I'm completely honest, but besides that, it was a fun, it was a very, it was a crowd-pleasing match. I love how Rusev is so over. And yeah. Not all this Rusev Day stuff, and even English coming, Aiden English coming in, like with the power, they're actually making a very good tag team at yeah. the moment. So I would agree. For me, they're as legitimate contenders as you get, like in the in the SmackDown division at the moment. Yeah. And even the stuff like Chad Gable, my God, that's super and suplex everyone in that match. I rate I rate him stuff. very very highly, actually. I gotta say, um, he's I probably watch. the best mid card or SmackDown half. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think his uh, his believability rating is is just sky high. Everything he does, I I, I buy into what that guy sells me. Do you know? Um, but yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was a decent match. I think I think the new day. Are, I think it's probably run its course for me personally. Think so? Yeah, for me, I have to say, um, I'm I'm kind of it's it's just boring to me now personally. Um, you know, changing you know cornflakes to pancakes doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> do you know? I see what you mean. I see what you mean, but at the same time, they're all they're all like if if it, it like even though their entertainment seems like it's all the time, and it's the same time. Yeah. Let's not forget how the quality of the matches they. Produce. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the entertainment value and the merch value they have, they're like the John Cena of the tag teams in the sense where yeah, they're the merchandise drive for WWE, and they, that's why they try to appeal for all areas. Oh, that's a hundred percent because they're more attractive on the ring. That's exactly so, it, and I mean their 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 work rate. You know, my God, is is absolutely it's it's phenomenal. I mean, for for something that started out as a bit of a joke, and them kind of taking the piss, it's they've really taken the ball and they've, you know, they they've ran with it. So, um, absolutely. I'm 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 purely trying to give my opinion as 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 my opinion and and trying to keep it as real as possible. But I I would agree with you on that. It's just mm. I'm not the biggest fan of pancakes, so. Oh really? Well, I love a good pancake. Yeah. Breads, lemon and sugar, you can't go wrong. Lemon and sugar, but do you know what? Maybe what? maybe the pancakes I've had have just been boring. So I, I, I might try one on the next pancake Tuesday that be we creative. have. Be creative, be creative with it. Ian. There's so much stuff you can have. Add <laughs> put banana and chocolate into it. Go go wild with it. It doesn't have to be sweet either. It can be savoury. All right, so. fair enough, fair enough. Because I have been watching my weight. Maybe that's my problem. 
Do you know what I might do tomorrow? I might get some pancakes for lunch and just throw a load of shit on it. Sure, why not? Yeah, sure, why, why not? not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> then we got on to um, what did we have? Lumberjack match, Natalia with Charlotte. Um, for me, I'll start on this one. Um, mm-hmm. Started as a bit of a cluster. I thought they went a little bit too early with getting the uh, the lumberjacks involved. Um, just for me, I thought um, it was just a little bit too much, you know, too too soon. I thought the match should have built up a little bit more, especially knowing how good these girls can work, you know. Um, I'm a super Natalia fan and a super Charlotte fan, like to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have liked to see them work a little bit more and tease the uh, the outside interference before yeah. it came quick. But I mean, that's that's probably just me nitpicking. What did what did you think? Well, in my opinion, this match could have been so much better, and I think yeah. the reason it, it could have been way better is that I feel like, especially with the with the story going into it, where Charlotte won the title and dedicated it to to Ric Flair. And here's Charlotte then being the hypocrite, saying, oh, you're using your family's name, blah, 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 blah. But I felt that the focus was too much on the Lumberjacks. Like, especially yeah. when, you know, you know, when they came out, they all had their own entrances. Yeah, yeah, that's, re- that was my problem. Yeah. yeah, you rarely ever see that in a Lumberjack match. And I just felt it was far too much focus on the Lumberjacks yeah. when it shouldn't be. The focus should be on the match. Yeah. Like, you know, but then again, you sort of understand it in the sense where the next night they announced the Women's Royal Rumble. So they're trying to put the attention on all the women, which I get, but at the same time, I don't understand why it takes the focus off the, the actual title match in itself, like, you know. So I'm, uh, so I, I'm more annoyed by that than, but understand why, if, if, um, due to the announcement of the Rumble at the same time. So you're kind of with me on that where I mean, like, in the sense that they, they kind of, it did, you're basically, we're, we're kind of agreeing on the same thing. There was too sort much of, yeah. focus, yeah, in a roundabout way, that there was, um, there was too much focus, I suppose, on... On the lumberjacks, I do get what you're saying. Um, yeah. I especially just when you know what type, especially when you know what type of match they're, um, they're capable of having. Have you yeah. seen Charlotte and Natalia when they face each other at NXT? Oh, of course, man. When they that had uh, when they had Rick and Rick and Brett involved. That was it. Yeah, that was a fantastic. It was as good as a women's match I'll ever see. And if you think, oh, if only they had something like that. But unfortunately, the lumberjacks. It was there was far too much focus. Nothing wrong with that. Like considering the storyline with the with the with the riot squad and. The welcoming committee, so to speak, but like I don't know, just like I, I get it, but like it should have been more on Shout Out and Italian. Yeah, I would. I, I actually felt that that storyline maybe on a on a on a bigger scale now, um, on a pay per view, on a Clash of Champions, especially being a WCW pay per view, um, they could have done that Breton Flair angle thing as well because that's kind of the way they were selling. It's the way the commentary team was selling it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably could have delved into that a little bit more and maybe had Brett and Flair make an appearance on that one on the bigger yeah. show. And um, because I don't think I don't think it would have taken anything away from it. Um yeah. you know, especially with with Flair's story. Um but look, that's probably something that might happen down the line again. You know, you know, well, but, um, I was like, you know, so we'll see what happens. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I think it would work more, I think, if they're both faced as opposed to Natalia being a heel because Brett has always been a face and if she if she if he supports Natalia it's like, well, hang on. <laughs> well yeah, but like, that's you know, it. That's it. Both both guys are gonna get the pop no matter what. Do you know what true. I mean? If Flair's yeah, gonna get the pop and Brett's gonna get the pop and it's just Seriously, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's it's horses for courses kind of thing. Um, yeah. what did we get on to then? We got Brizango with Harper and Rowan, the uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot to say. 
the only thing I'll say about this is like I'm a bit confused where this whole fashion police because it feels like the whole thing is up to this now and as entertaining as it was like now like I really enjoyed their segments especially a few months ago I just feel like it's all it, it's all but thought of like on the fly like up to this point like you know what I mean yeah like I mean I think do you know what I like about the Harper and Rowan aspect I they um they, they they do look like a legit badass tag team. Um, They're scary. Yeah, like they remind me a lot from if I look at it from my era, from being a kid, I look at it from a like they remind me of a power powers of pain kind of thing. You know. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, they have that kind of feel where they mm. they have that invincibility about them, and um. Yeah, like, I mean, it, they're being booked right. 100% they're being booked absolutely. right. Absolutely. No, their booking is perfect so far. It's, it's absolutely perfect, and I just hope that uh, WWE don't drop the ball with them because they, um, they're they on the road to, to kind of being a great, great tag team uh, because we know how well they can work, like. Absolutely. Um, then it came to Owens and Zayn against Orton and Nakamura with the two refs. I don't even need to mention the two refs with Shane and Daniel. Yeah. How did you... Yeah, this was an interesting one for me. I didn't know what I was looking for from this because uh, I just, you know... I'll be honest, I've, I've not watched enough SmackDown in the last couple of weeks, but, okay. I've, kept, but I've kept up, you know, uh, yeah. if that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I did like it, I have to say. It wasn't a bad match, but again, it's gone. It's similar to the situation of the of Charlotte against Natalia. The focus was too much on the referees. Now, obviously, there was it made more sense in this case with the storyline, like especially considering that the, the stipulation that if Owens and Zayn lost, it, they, they'd be fired. But at the same time, like it was almost the entire focus was Shane and Daniel. Like yeah. you know, you, 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 like and to the points where like the work that the the four guys were doing was almost minimal at some stage. Like Bar probably, sure. there was one case I think where there was I think there was some move at the spot that was, that went down to the floor. I can't remember what it was, but like beyond that it was very simple work. And just thought such a for, for match of those four wrestlers of the quality of them all. It could have been a way better match, but I felt again it was a focus on too much on Shane and Sanya Bryan because there was that stages where it looked like they, they didn't they didn't know what they were doing or it was, it was kind of clumsy to the point where okay you take this side you take that side of the ring just like so like it could have been better planned if that makes sense to the point yeah where it could have been a better match like if that makes sense do you think do you do, I, I suppose what I got from that and I don't know maybe you think uh, think the same. Um, do you think that's what they were trying to do to make it a clusterfuck almost uh, in the sense that I thought like the commentating the, the commentary team on this uh, show worked overtime I thought they they done everything oh, definitely like with with, um, with uh, Baron Saxon going against Daniel Bryan and then yeah. here's Corey Graves going oh, what are you talking about no it's he, he, like he's being legitimate like and stuff like that so yeah. like the only consolation is stuff like that is eventually if Daniel Bryan will return to the ring but like so, in that sense, I get it. So, is he but, returning to the ring against Shane McMahon at WrestleMania? Is that the is that the end game? I mean, that's, from my that's, that's what I'm getting from anyway. My, from my understanding, or at least from what I've heard in rumors, Daniel Bryan, if he's cleared to return, which isn't 100 percent confirmed yet, but apparently they're on a situation now. This is this is from what I've heard. Where if all's clear, going up to next summer, he'll return at SummerSlam as opposed to WrestleMania. 
whoever yeah. he's against. It could be against Shane. It could be against God knows whoever. But right now, but as far as I'm aware, it's not until it's until beyond WrestleMania. So, and from what we've seen from SmackDown, it seems like it's going to be a long way away. Like cause it seems, they seem like they're on the same page and like they they respect each other enough where they're okay. Well, that makes sense. This is that. And still, just do this job as GM. Yeah. So they're stretching it out, like, but. Like, I don't know, like, they must be thinking that really long-term, like, really long-term storyline, like, which, like, and which concerns me a wee bit, because sometimes you look at WWE's book and think... Yeah, it's not long-term based, yeah. Exactly, it's going to go that far with a storyline, even if it is Daniel Bryan, although it's, it's a big deal if he gets back into the ring, especially considering we may never, we'll probably never see him in the ring again, but... It, like, um, it would have to be really well worked, like, you know, so... Yeah. It makes concerns looking into it. Yeah, uh, and I suppose the last match, the main event, uh, Styles and Mahal. I'm going to give that to you, um, and and give me your rundown on that one. Well, for the most part, for me, that match was, you know, um, for me, I see AJ Styles as the Shawn Michaels of this era, where he's not only he is the selling, is probably the best part of that match. Like he makes Mahal's offense look incredibly good. Like everything kills him. But, but at the same time, Mahal, like, you know, even though a lot of what he does, you could argue, is limited, it's a, it's, he's a very solid worker, and I, I think he's a very underrated wrestler, in my opinion, and considering the stretch he's had, yeah. especially when he's been the WWE champion, because a lot of people forget that leading up to that, he was um, he was almost the first NXT champion, which not a lot of people know about that. Like, So it seems strange, obviously, from going from a jobber to WWE champion, but at the same time, his work is solid enough. Yeah. But I see AJ Styles as the Shawn Michaels in the sense where he makes everyone look better. Because look at the matches he's had over the years, especially the best case in point would probably be the match he had with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yeah. And Brock would usually have a lot of quick matches where a suplex F5 job done. In this case, it was a very long, awesome match, and probably Brock's best match in the years, probably. Like, as far as, like, as, as, I could probably go back to God's. In his rookie year, when he had or when or when he had as much as I could, like you know, so yeah, he reminds me. AJ reminds me of, of of a mix between Brett and Sean because I mean, Brett and Sean are the two best workers you're ever gonna have. Mm-hmm. Um, and he reminds me of both. His selling during that match reminded me a lot of Brett because Brett used to be on the receiving end for a lot. Um, and then his comebacks remind me a lot of Sean, if that makes sense That's for you. Sure, yeah. Points, yeah. Um, it's just something that I kind of picked out. Um, I don't know whether I'm right or wrong in that aspect, but I. Um, no, I see what you mean. The Yeah, just he kind of. I looked. Uh, I've been looking at it, at that a lot because I mean I've, I've followed AJ's career for a long time, obviously, and uh, I just I've found him kind of his work now just lends itself to longevity, you know. Mm, that's what um, you mean, yeah. But going Especially to the older he's getting there, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But going to to the. Um, to the Mahal point, like Mahal is the modern day big man, you know, that's, he's considered a big guy, you know, and if you're comparing him to the likes of the Warlord and stuff like that, um, he's, he's absolutely better, you know, but I think his work rate is absolutely phenomenal, um, I'm sure he's got a lot more in his locker, um, than he actually is probably allowed to do. And As a wrestler, probably yeah. There's a lot of people you could argue was he like obviously looks he looked phenomenal like and he said it himself like before he was champion like no one is outworking him diet and physical wise like so it's hard to question with that like but I think a lot of people would see him in the sense where you're right where there's a lot he can more offer for more but at the same time if he's like this he doesn't need to yeah yeah doesn't need yeah. to 
doesn't need to. But in terms of a match, uh, definitely, I think the uh, the SmackDown match was better. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think Obviously it was more invested in it as well. Yeah. Though, so. Yeah, I think it was a lot better. I think. Um, I think they worked hard, obviously, but I mean, there's no doubt anyone that's on a WWE show is always going to work hard, especially on a pay-per-view. Um, but I, I do think that um, it was the match itself. I, I, I did like the story that they were trying to tell, but it was um, it was probably not their the best match that they've had. But at the same time, it's still a very, very good match. Yeah, it was an awesome match. Like, it's a worthy main event in my book. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, then we get on to, before I get on to Jericho and Omega, because obviously that's absolutely tearing the house down. Um, I want your opinion from um, from your point of view in terms of the what, what the WWE are doing with uh, Finn Balor at the moment. My boy, Finn. Oh, Finn. You know, I'll tell you what, I did have a bit of a rant about this on our show. Cause we, right, right, right. We we were unsure, like, well, especially after Survivor Series, I think what happened was he um, he was one of the he was one of the last surviving guys on Raw's team. Sure. And we figured that, you know, sure, like maybe he's going to get a push as a result of this. The very next night he gets squashed by Kane and we're yeah. thinking, what on earth are they doing with him? Like, you know, I understand Kane needs to be over, but Finn is the last person over who should be squashed to that. Like, and, like, you get the idea, like, you know, they're, they're yeah. trying to do a similar thing with Daniel Bryan, where they're pushing him slowly but surely, and I, you know, what, what came to the conclusion that, especially when he lost to Kane, like, you know, maybe you're, you're trying to create the idea with the fans where, no, he can't beat the big guy, because he's a, he's the smaller guy, like, like even by, by, by average standards to physically in WWE, because the average weight would be, oh, I don't know, maybe 210 or something like that, and here's kind of like 190 or something like that, so he's just a, below that, if that makes sense. It could be a cruiserweight, more or less, fight than the heavyweight division. If you know what I mean? So, you know, you know, he's he's so good. Like you almost think, what, what, what? And now he's getting to the point where he's having a rivalry with um, the Miz-Tourage, like with the help of their Tammy last week. So you just wonder, unless something happens with him in the Rumble, I, I don't know whether with the it's it's hard to read what they're doing with him. Like you're optimistic what they might do with him, but it's hard to read right now. So and naturally. As an Irishman, you get frustrated, like, you know? So, like, I think, oh, my own to do well, especially on the back of his injury when he was Universal Champion announced. Like that, so. So, yeah. maybe on that, so. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think, like, if... if, if do you the, think the way he's been booked could lead to somewhere, like, you know? Yeah, personally, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, he's a very happy chappy anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know... The man behind the baller is always gonna think positive about every kind of thing that's thrown at him, um, and he can make you, you know. know him personally. So, like, do you, do you know? Do you know him personally? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do. I would yeah. do. Yeah. So, you, so, so, like, I imagine, like, he, the, like, from an outside perspective, like, it, 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 from 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 my point of view, you think, oh, well, where's he going with this? But I imagine if if everything works for a reason, and I love what he's doing at the moment on Twitter with forever over. Well, well, yeah, so that's that's exactly it. Exactly, like he would, uh, he he could make it, you know, a chicken salad out of chicken shit, no problem, and yeah. that's that's his kind of mentality. Um, uh, I I believe it's it's you know the fact that the WWE have even that T-shirt for me kind of tells a big big story because they know he's a merch seller, um, yeah. obviously, and they also know that you know Vince isn't well. I'd like to think Vince Vince isn't stupid anymore. Um, in the sense that you know that that whole poll thing 
which he won by a country mile. Yeah, um, doesn't have a little bit of a um, effect to the powers that be. I would think I would think that you might see um, a match with with himself and the Miz at WrestleMania. It's possible. Um, maybe that's where they're going, like kind of sh- you know short term, because I mean WrestleMania is only around the corner. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think there's gonna be a lot more to come from himself, and I think knowing the guy, he's his like he he won't stop until he gets what he wants anyway. Um. But he's also a very good, um, he's a very good player of the game in the sense, no pun intended, but um, in the sense that he, he'll bide his time, he'll know, he, he knows exactly how to, he's not going to be a CM Punk basically about it, you yeah. know? Um, on about like, or like, you know, I deserve this, I deserve that. Like, he, like, he, in other words, he'd be, well, no wonder, I'll, I'll be here. But that sort of thing is it like when Steve ends his time? Like, exactly, exactly, exactly. He, you know, he, he, he'll know what he's doing. And look, at the end of the day, um, the merch is always going to be a big part of it. You know, I'm, I'm sure, true. I'm sure that um, in, in time, and probably not in the not too distant future he will get a he will get his rewards for working hard you know it could be it i'm sure it's a thing as well where the wwe have been easing him back into the game as well after such a long uh, layoff because this is a run there where he's been able to have a clear run of um being able to be injury free basically for almost a year you know um, it's true, but you, see, you sort of see that with a lot of the guys from NXT. Like, you know, Joe, Samoa Joe is a similar example. Like, where you, even though he's getting his universal title opportunities that he's had over the year, they're still taking their time with him as well. Like, it's a, I feel it's a similar situation with a lot of the guys, especially the bigger stars from NXT, like Nakamura being another example as well. Yeah. That well, don't forget, a lot of these guys that are coming from NXT wouldn't have had a lot of experience with the kind of road schedule that. The, the the so the veterans of today would have like you know, mm, um, very good points. So it it you know they gotta they gotta see what they've got in these guys and see can they can they last the distance as well, um yeah. in terms of can they stay injury free for a year, you know if we're gonna yeah. commit to putting a title on someone we gotta know that they're gonna be able to show up to work, so it's uh, I, I'd imagine that plays a big part too. Um, no, it's been, I mean, that's a good point actually. I never thought of it that way actually. Like how they're capable of handling the road life and so on and so forth. So yeah, that works. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's 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 all good for for the NXT guys being able to kind of do a couple of shows here and there and then go home and do their bits and bobs. But it's uh, yeah. it's a different story when they're on the road all the time. But sure, Absolutely. you know what? Finn has our full support. So of course he's, he's going to have a hell of a 2018. I have no that's no no doubts about that. Um, but going on to 2018, we have to get on to Jericho and Amiga. Of course, yeah. What, what What's your thoughts on this uh, this this thing? I won't call it a fiasco because it's awesome. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's for me. It's probably the biggest wrestling match that is possible to be announced. Like you know, as far as I can see, because you have Chris right. Jericho, who is one. We could we could both we could both 
agree or disagree is one of the best of, of all time in general. Like when you see not just in his in ring work, but like his charisma in general, like like against arguably the best performer in at the world at the moment. Like no, I, no, I think Jericho could be like if anybody told me um, that Jericho's in their top five, um, which personally I probably put him in there at this stage. Um, watching his work from day one to where he is now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Omega there. You just said there that you think Omega is arguably one of the best, one of the best in arguably, the world. Arguably, like it's between, it's between, like I think it's between, certainly in Japan, I think it's between him, Okada, and, and Naito. Like the way those guys are top three for a reason. Like in my view, yeah, Okada is so, number one for me. No, like far, by by, far by, by, a, by a long shot, like. Oh, like the match quality he's had, like there's no better. There's, 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 there hasn't been a guy lot this year who's had better matches. Like, if there is one, let, let, tell me who his name is because, like, I don't know. Like, because the matches he's had, not just with Omega, but against Suzuki, against Shibata, against yeah. Naito, against um, against uh, God knows everyone. Yeah. Everyone's had a fantastic match with him. Like, he's, he's he's been awesome to watch. Yeah. So, like, in a move as well that makes sense as a storyline development, New Japan have also added a notice qualification stipulation to it. Um, okay. So, obviously, for the people that don't know, if they've been living under a rock, um, Wrestle Kingdom 12's IWGP United States Championship match between, and it is an IWGP Championship match now, mm-hmm. um, between Kenny Omega and Jericho has now uh, been... Uh, it's basically been... <laughs> upgraded I suppose um, as a co-main event but let's be honest it is the main event um, to, a, uh, to a US championship match and, uh, do you think do you, do you think this match because they had a very similar situation I think it was 2014 where they had a poll to decide the, main, the, the legitimate main events of Wrestle Kingdom it was between it was when Naito wasn't over like it was before Los Nagopoli say Japan was even the thing where he he won the G one the the year before and right. he was and he he was down to challenge Okada. The other match was between Nakamura and Tanahashi for the Intercontinental Title, and that ends up being main events by popular poll. Do you think Japan could do a similar situation between Okada and Naito and um, and Jericho and Omega? Well, it's very possible. Yeah, yeah, it's very possible because I mean. There's talk now where there's like a little bit of a, a thing with um, Jericho and Naito, you know? Mm. The thing um, is, though, the only thing I, I, I'd be, I'd prefer if the Okada, even though Jericho mm. and Omega is probably by far the, the more anticipated match, I feel incredibly sorry for Naito because, like, when you when you see the storyline, especially since he came back from, from Mexico to New Japan and the road he's had, yeah. I think it, he, he deserves the main event way more, like, you know, even regardless of the storyline, in my view. Yeah, so no, I'd agree. Yeah, if, if you're coming yeah, at it so from the worker standpoint, yes, 100%. Yeah. So, from, so if they took away with him because of the hype of the match, it would feel safe tonight, so, like, it really yeah. would. Yeah, if we're coming from a worker standpoint, which I always try and do on this show, um, I never come from a promoter's angle, or a <laughs> I always come from a worker's angle, um, and yeah. I would agree that uh, Naito would be it would be the right thing to do. Unfortunately, it this is box office stuff that we're talking about, um, especially the year that we've had. Um, if you if you take into account, you've had Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, um, you know, possibility of more of that kind of stuff next year. So we're living in the era of box office. People want to see the unthinkable, you know. 
Um, yeah. And unfortunately, they, almost did it la- they actually almost did the poll last year as well. Like um, or, or apparently by Sterling and um, so apparently Tanahashi and Naito for the IC title was almost main event last year. Yeah. It was because um, Omega, even though he just won the G one, he wasn't as he was to, he, a lot. A lot of um, critics, certainly in Japan, felt he was unproven. Yeah. But Naito neglected the idea of the poll because it would take away the main event spots for Tanahashi. It yeah. would have been his seven straight Wrestle Kingdom main event if he if he got that. Yeah. Um. In in this case, like you know, like the reason the poll started to uh, in two thousand and fourteen was because Naito wasn't over enough. Because yeah. um, like in this case, all four of them were over. Obviously, the match between Omega and Jericho was obviously by far and way more anticipated. I can't argue with that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd feel horrible for Naito if I'd gone back to what I said. If 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 it was if it was a poll and ended up going against him, like so. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But like, I mean, they are. It is a co co main event kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? There there are two matches that I can't wait to see personally. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, to pick one which I'm looking forward to more. Obviously, you're going to go on the Jericho side because I've not seen Jericho um, as aggressive or as kind of himself in years. Mm. Do you know? Yeah. That little back to probably when he his rivalry with Jer- with John Michaels when he turns heel and he yeah and he punched his wife in accents. It was probably then when he was as aggressive. As yeah. He now. Maybe even the even the run that he had with uh, with Punk as well was also yeah pretty absolutely. good. Um, but he was a bit more devious then, though. He wasn't as aggressive. I see what you mean there. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. So, like, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, the, just to give a quick rundown of the card on that one, like you got Okada, as you mentioned, against Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Omega Jericho No DQ for the IWGP United States Championship. Jay White and Tanahashi, who Tanahashi is one of my favorite workers of all time. Oh, he's a fantastic wrestler. Like, he's I, I so can, good. I can, I, can, I can so, so I can so get why he was the number one guy for years. Like you know, ah, he's just he's just phenomenal. He he's timeless. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, is it, like he's in his forties now. Is he how old? Is he? Is well, he I think he's old is he? forty-two or something. Really? Roughly. And he's still, again, he's ages. You wouldn't think he was forty-two. Like you know, yeah. he's like Bret Hart in the sense, like Bret Hart was in his forties. Just like, about to say that to you. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because Bret was a lot like that. Like he could just. It's all about working safe, working smart, you know, and um, that's why a lot of these young guys can can learn something from these guys as well. Um, you don't need to fuck yourself up so bad. <laughs> Have a long career, not a short one, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Makes a lot of sense. Th- then we got Skrull versus uh, Takahashi Kushida versus Will Ospreay for the oh, IWGP. Really can't wait for that that's going to be a fatal four way. That, you know what that's going to be? It's going to be a crazy amount of mayhem. Um, say so. Absolute mayhem. Um, then we got the Killer Elite Squad versus. Uh, I can never pronounce his name, but I am going to attempt it. <laughs> Los Angeles. Okay. Inga Burnables. So there you go. Inga Burnables. Inga Burnables. Inga Burnables. Inga There you go. You got it. I just can't do it. So it's not an evil, is it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's easier to say it's not an evil. It's like, not an evil, like, yeah. Like, oh, people wouldn't be, just I, say L-I-J, it'd be easier that way. Just I try to be cultured. Obvious. I try to be cultured on this show. I get, be, no, I get you, I get you, but like, <laughs> it's a safe bet, just in case. So. Yeah, I think I'll do that from now on, because in fairness, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of Japanese listeners, but I bet it's Sean, Max, or Brennan constantly listening. I can always tell. 
and <laughs> um, then we've got the Rapongi 3K versus the Young Bucks for the uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, mm-hmm. and then Cody Rhodes versus Kota Ibushi, which is um, yeah. which is obviously going to be an unbelievable match. Yeah. Um, if that was yeah. the show opener, <laughs> what a show opener! Yeah, stop. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like was that was that match originally supposed to be for the Ring of Honor title because uh, Dalton Castle won the title? Uh, I think was it last week? I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was. That's true, actually. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was for the title or not. Like, it would have been interesting if it was. But either 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 way, it's, a, it's still a very intriguing match between Cody and Kota Ibushi. So yeah. More to that. Yeah, now the Young Bucks match I'm not too interested in seeing. That's why uh, oh, really? it kind of brings us to the, to that, doesn't it? Um, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. Um, not the biggest fan of the Young Bucks, I have to say, and their antics. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't kind of... Um, didn't. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, I guess, that I don't appreciate from them. I appreciate the fact that they're awesome workers. Um uh-huh. And that they've had some absolutely stellar matches, and I think mm-hmm. that's what they should concentrate on, instead mm-hmm. of coming into companies and trying to just get into business for themselves. I think if, they, if they if they concentrate on that more, I think the world would have a lot more respect for them. And um, I think they're going out of their way to make the likes of Jim Cornette and people talk about them on social media. Um, okay. The sharpshooter spot at OTT. I didn't. I wasn't there, but I did see it. Um. That's not going to make people go out and buy more shirts. That's just going out of your way to be assholes. Um, people are going to buy your shirts either way because you're on the bill. Mm. You're you're already over. You know. Yeah. So they probably made they probably made God knows how much. Like these at least a couple at least four figures on t-shirts before the show. Like yeah, exactly. You know, it's more for their own entertainment as opposed to merch sales. Like, exactly. They, I mean, Shawn Michaels was rib. Shawn Michaels was given absolute grief over this for the years and rightly so for taking the business into his own hands and 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 kind of ruining it and that's true the, the, the thing is though when it, the difference between now and then though is that back then it was more um frowned upon whereas now it's very like how you could argue kayfabe in general is very like back then like when Shawn michaels tried to take it to an extreme it was very it's almost sacrilege if you or almost like yeah. the final sin if you do something like that whereas nowadays it's all it's impossible to get you could it's all there's probably no crime or no no certain look or nothing to get away with that sort of stuff great example even looking at raw this week everyone lifting their hands even though it was probably after the show everyone raising their hands in celebration of the women's robo which although it was a historic announcements you could argue well hang on a second it doesn't mean they all have to be like that like but yeah. in the sense of the I see what you mean in the sense of um, of the young books I personally am, I'm a fan of them like I I, yeah. I I feel they do get away with murder over a lot of stuff like yeah. especially when you look at maybe a lot of the focus like of the of their antics certainly and gone back to being the elites I felt took away a bit from the men events I think I think it's a disrespect to the company and to the workers that are that have worked so hard to get this company over maybe yeah do you know what I mean I see what you mean I do I see what you mean like if I was working if I was still working and they told me they were going to do that absolutely not no it wouldn't happen Mm. I'd say okay well we can go shoot in the ring that's fine but Absolutely not would I accept that because I think they've gone into business for themselves by putting it on YouTube and making a funny little video, forgetting that, you know, everybody 
behind the scenes at OTT has worked so hard to build this promotion to what it is. And don't get me wrong, they're they're not um, they're not discrediting OTT in the sense that OTT is still making lots of money. Do you know? Yeah, and, I, I, and, I think if they, if it's if they if they, what they're doing is disrespectful, they don't intend to be disrespectful. No, 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 exactly. But I think they should go into um, you know, and, and again, I don't know the guys personally, so I'm not attacking their their behind the scenes character or anything like that yeah. because there's a lot of people that are friends of mine that'll be listening to this that will know them a lot better than me. Yeah, obviously, none of us know. I wouldn't know them personally. Exactly. Like, so. so, but what I am saying is. That's completely disrespectful in my world. Um, they're making a mockery of a really. They've made a mockery of basically two of the greatest, the two greatest of all time, in my opinion, in Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, and took both finishing moves and made them look like absolute horseshit. Um, with the super kick, buzz. Uh, we know that the, this has been a thing, and then the sharpshooter basically making that look like a joke as well. Um, I, I saw the Ring of Honor spot as well with the drop kicks. I'm sure you saw that. It's uh, which one was that? The, where it was just like literally like a drop kick fest. It, it went on. Oh, I seen that. Seen yeah. I saw a lot of people have a go at that. Like, no, yeah. where, where? Explain to me where's the disrespect coming from? That like a lot of people were. I don't think it's necessarily that. disrespecting, but it's like literally just shown. I mean, what's entertaining about it? Then I would put that to you. Um, I think it just shows that they're, 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 like everyone is on an equal page, but they're trying to make it as big as pot they possibly can. Like, mm. so they're trying to show at least on that point of the match, it was an even yeah. match. I see how it can, it's a bit too out of proportion, but yeah. personally, I have no issue with it. Like, like if it was me. Well, look, yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, I always try and be fair. Um, it's not for me, hundred percent. It's not for me. Um, but. If people are entertained by it, then that's absolutely fine as well. I've no issue with. I don't have as much issue with stuff like that as I do with like slow motion wrestling and grenades. So, um, therefore, you know, it's not that bad. Um, yeah. but the whole grenade angle and all, you saw that bullshit. I know that wasn't them, but um, well, well, I think a lot. Well, you have to understand stuff like that. I did like I saw. I seen that. I think for um. It was not this year. It was last year's. It was last year. It yeah. was like a it was like a ten man tag. If yeah, that was during yeah. a tournament match. Yeah. Then I'd see the issue, but because it was a match which was all, ever always always going to be a comedy style match, then I then I see the the, the entertainment. It it makes more sense depending on the match. But but a, but a slow motion wrestling match and, and and taking the piss out of the business of wrestling with the likes of Dynamite Kid and Harley Race and guys like that who have given their all. And now in wheelchairs, actually, for the business. Yeah, yeah. For these no, young sure. fucking people to come in and disrespect what they've done and basically paved the way for, mm. is is you can see how that can be disrespectful to a lot of all veterans, you know? I can see I, I see what you mean and how it can be marriage of disrespect, considering, obviously, the paths of the likes of Dynamite Kid and all those guys. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, it's a, it's a different type, it's, it's a different type of entertainment. It's not, it's not going to be so, it's, you know, we would never see that in WWE or no. something that no. would be on national TV or something like that. Like, so in this case, it's it, like, it's from a promotion like PWG, who probably cover all angles of wrestling. They're, you could almost argue they're similar to OTT in the sense yeah. where, although they have their serious matches, they're 
fantastic technical matches. Yeah, yeah. It's a hardcore. You also have their very funny comedy matches. So all yeah. areas. So it fits the promotion. Yeah, and, and comedy is a good thing in wrestling, a hundred percent. Because you probably heard me talking to um, Katie Harvey last week as well. Um, yeah. She mentioned that she's not the biggest fan of that kind of grenade stuff as well. Mm. Um, we call it the grenade stuff now. It's always going to be known. So the, <laughs> their name is out there anyway. The the grenade debacle. But um, but comedy wrestling like Be Cool and Justin Shape, two of the most hilarious comedic wrestlers in any promotion in the world and possibly of all time actually and mm. both coming from this country they can lend themselves to being comedic um, both in a PG era and in an adult era does that make sense? Yeah, so in other words, they not they, they appeal to both adults and to, and, and to kids. Yeah. Whether in the same crowd or in separate crowds. Exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, they can both um, pull off stuff. That's the comedy I want from wrestling. I mean, like, when I grew, I grew up watching wrestling where there was comedic values in it, with mm-hmm. Bobby Heenan and, you know, Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude and guys like that, there was always elements yeah. of comedy in it. But yeah. it never it never affected the business, do you know? Um, yeah. Maybe I'm just an old school guy, and <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. That's the thing, like you know, because like these all these elements of comedy, like there's so many different eras, as you mentioned, from like the old school stuff of Bobby Heenan to maybe the attitude stuff where you have guys like oh, I don't know, like your Val Venuses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Or your Godfathers and all these all this more sexual. Naked, contents. naked, naked Midian. <laughs> enough says enough says <laughs> whereas now I feel like especially now because we've been especially the way that WWE have been promoting the PG era for long and you, and you feel like there's a group of fans who want to break out to that as much as they can yeah. but he tried to push for a comedy like this like you know so I, I get how in the sense where you know it makes sense where it can attract both crowds but naturally, not all of wrestling is like that as well. Well, that's you know, it. Like, of course, of course, so, sorry, of course. I mean, it's like, it's like there's wrestling for there's something for everybody. That's the way I view wrestling. Yeah, I agree. Like, obviously, I agree. Um, yeah, like, like for me, I would be like if I tell someone that my one of my favorite pay per views to watch would be Starcade '83, they will laugh at me because they won't be able to watch Starcade '83 from start to finish. You know, whereas that's. I'd appreciate where you, I'd appreciate where you come from from watching that because of the technical progress of like watching matches from the likes of a Ric Flair or a Ricky Steamboat or the Fabulous yeah. Freebirds and guys like that. So like, I totally get you. Yeah, sense. of course. Like, but listen, man, yeah, get, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Actually, talking about um, talking about yeah, bits and bobs from wrestling, it, and it's awesome yeah, to like see it. your show do well. My show's doing well. Um, yeah. it, it's just like in the world of podcasting similar to the way the world of wrestling is working at the moment everybody needs to stick together um, I guess one, one question from you actually um, because it's something you know obviously important to me how did you um, for anybody and by the way I do implore people to go and check out your show The Kickout um, which is on all great podcasts on iTunes Android and uh, you guys have a website as well or well, we're on our, our main uh, source you can find us where we have everything is on our Facebook page. We're on facebook.com forward slash The Kickout Wrestling. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at The Kickout Live. You can find uh, all our bits and pieces there. We put our podcasts um, via Podbeam and um, highlights down of the shows via YouTube. Like, and then it's stuff like iTunes and Mixcloud, you can find us on stuff like that as well. Yeah. So. Shout out to Podbeam for being an amazing host. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess um, 
in in terms of the the new year, what are you guys hoping to achieve now in in two thousand eighteen? What are you hoping to achieve in two thousand eighteen with the with the? Well, like to say, what, what we hope to do is obviously we have our awards coming up very soon. We we just announced it literally literally today, actually about an hour ago on our Facebook page. We just announced it's coming soon. Um, I can't give too much away at the moment, but we have a good few num- awards, both for Irish wrestling and world wrestling. Like, I think, let me just check now. I was just checking. I think we had at least eight awards um, for the Irish wrestling alone. Like, it includes like stuff like Match of the Year and Irish Male Wrestler, Irish Female Wrestler, Rivalry Tag Team, and so on. And um, so that's in, in the short term. Long term, just kept basically keep going where we're going. Like, you know, we, we cover all the pay-per-views in WWE and we're trying to, we're, we get as much as we can now from New Japan, like, um, as well. And the odd time from Ring of Honor. But also, we haven't really done, we, we used to do a lot, for, particularly when we started our show, we used to do a lot of um, interviews from guys um, around the, the Irish wrestling scene. We hope to get back to that way, but especially... Well, of the new crop who are coming through, like your likes of the likes of Scotty Davis or Debbie Gattel or your Michael Mays, we'd like to yeah. get uh, interviews with them hopefully in the future. So, like in the meantime, we just will wait and see. But it's more or less just more of the same from what we're doing at the moment. Yeah, well, we're gonna definitely work together um, soon for sure. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this, and again, we can't give too much away. Um, there is gonna be little bits and pieces coming up. There's my dog running around. You can probably hear. <laughs> Her nails need to be cut, so everyone on the North doesn't. Millie has just joined the show. Um, but listen, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure, and um, sure, thank you we will uh, we will talk again in the new year. And if I don't see you before Christmas, happy Christmas to you, my friend. Thank you very much indeed. Have a happy Christmas, and again, I just want to personally wish you. I've I've enjoyed I enjoy Dynamo's dozen. It's an awesome show, and. Um, um, keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, um, I agree with you completely. Like wrestlers, pod- podcasters, and all that stick together as well. So, thanks for having me on, and hopefully, we can return to favor. You can come on our show sometime. Absolutely, brother. I would love to do that. Um, maybe mm. I, I'd like to be a part of that. Uh, when you're doing the doing the awards, I'd like to come on and maybe do a bit if I can. If I can help out in any way, shape, or form, I would absolutely yeah, love yeah, to we'll do talk that. About, well, yeah, we'll, we'll start something else for sure. Yeah. Listen, my friend. Happy Christmas to you. Likewise. Cheers, brother. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great conversation there with Dave Cullen. And like I say, with the Christmas special that it is, I am going to keep the festivities alive. And you may have seen a draw that I did only, what, five, six hours ago, where I'm going to have some of the guys on the show and the first person that I'm going to attempt to call to come on the show will be Johnny Lawler. Johnny Lawler is going to be on the show and uh, let's see if we can get him on now. Johnny Lawler is on the show. One of the guys that was kind enough to share the uh, the Dynamo's Dozen page and share share the little gimmick that I sent out about uh, what was it a week ago. And uh, Johnny Lawler is the first lad on. Johnny! How's it going, my friend? How are you getting on? How are you? Welcome to the Dynamo's Dozen. Ah, thank you very much. Great to actually... I never win anything, so I'm delighted to have been the you're, first person on, so to speak. You're just happy to win something. <laughs> Absolutely. Delighted to win something. Absolutely. So here, you've been listening to the show for a while. You don't have to lie I, to me now. I haven't. I've listened to the last couple. I wouldn't be a huge podcaster per se, but the last couple I've been very interested in. Um, mainly involving uh, Justy, Phil, and um, Katie, and I thought they were all 
top notch so like I say delighted to be here good good thank you so literally I'm going to ask you give me your favourite moments in wrestling this year I want to say on an Irish scale and anywhere else in the world whether it be WWE or New Japan whatever the hell it is just yeah. it, this is this is your moment now to literally give me your your uh, your favorite moments in wrestling this year. <laughs> That's a good one. It, it's a tough question. I was only trying to think of it uh, earlier on today. Um, having been, I suppose, nearly brought back into wrestling by the emergence of OTT last year by yeah. um, a pal who just kind of half dragged dragged is probably the wrong word, but sort of convinced me subtly to actually come to this one of the shows. Um, I kind of credit that with enjoying wrestling again or kind of enjoying being a good or even just looking at it again moments of the year probably would be take over chicago um absolutely top class show from start to finish the whole summer slam weekend i was fortunate enough to be there for all four shows you went over um, did you yeah it was over it was over in the berkeley center for four days nice absolutely, nice absolutely wonderful stuff Takeover probably stole it just above which is a strange thing to say given the amount of star power on the actual main roster yeah but that was absolutely top notch. From an Irish perspective, it's you kind of credit OTT with nearly making wrestling cool again in Ireland. To sell out the national stadium three times in a row is in one year is absolutely incredible. And some of the talent they've able to, been able to attract from the books, from Strong Style, from War Machine, it's it's wonderful. It's it's great to see, and it's great to see so many like-minded people around, which is something you don't often see, um, and it's. I suppose you have to look at that, and also the emergence of some of the, the local talent. Um, huge credit to the likes of LJ Cleary and Nathan Martin, uh, Curtis Murray, uh, Katie, Debbie Keitel, Valkyrie. They're all. It's marvelous to see that there's such a good scene coming over. Whereas, I don't know if you felt it yourself, but if you kind of said you're a wrestling fan ten years ago, people kind of looked at you strangely as if you were something wrong with you. Mm. Whereas you don't really see that as much anymore, which you can't speak highly enough of, and it's great that. There's local promotions around that kind of gives people a, a feel that it's not just this thing over in America that Americans do. It's yeah, yeah, it's kind sure. Of a more, it's a local thing now as well, which, like I say, I think is absolutely phenomenal, and it's brilliant that we have something to be proud of ourselves. Uh, I wouldn't be a huge fan of the likes of New Japan or, should we say, uh, the old TNA or Global Force now as it is, but those really would be. A, in my opinion, the best things of the year, particularly the OTT story. I think that's that's incredible. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Johnny. For a man who I've never talked to, that's a very very articulate answer. On Dynamo's dozen, I was yeah, no, absolutely awesome. <laughs> Listen, right. Yeah. So you've you've told me many of your favourite moments there. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not going to pick one out of that. I think we'll we'll leave that as it is. Now you can hear this Christmas music in the background. Are you a Christmas guy? I am. I wouldn't be a huge like, Christmas cheese music fan, but listen, it's a great season to be in, and it's it's nice sometimes to embrace the cheesiness and embrace the, the warmth that Christmas is. So absolutely, it, it's a hard thing to dislike, let's be honest about it. It is, it is. And here, what's on your Santi list? I have to ask you that. On my Santi list, that's actually a good question, because I'm very sort of, I've gone to that stage of life now where I kind of like buying myself things rather than saying, oh, I'd love these, but on my list, um, Huge shout out to the Apple company in California uh, are a pair of AirPods. So I'm very looking forward to getting them. <laughs> yeah, right. How about, your, how about yourself, Max? What, uh, my, my Santi list? Yeah. Jeez, I wasn't Santa. expecting to ask this, be asked what? this question. No, I like that. It's, it's only fair. Um, I would say lots of, um, lots of protein. No, that's a lie. 
and lots of lots of <laughs> lots of uh, lots of wrestling figures. I like I'm building my collection at the moment. People know that I'm doing this. Anyone that knows me knows that I <laughs> I was a wrestler myself, but they also know that I have a I'm a bit of a wrestling historian. I like to collect little bits and pieces, you know. Um, oh, that's cool. So Fresh if, hair. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely a wrestling historian in that sense. Um, what else do I want? I don't know. There's lots of stuff I want. I want FIFA. I definitely yeah, want FIFA. Yeah, yeah, I want FIFA. I want. Uh, I want to eat. PS4 or Xbox. I'm a PS4 guy. Me. Ah, uh, me too. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I'm a PS4 guy. Um, I, I I like my PS4. It hasn't let me down yet. Um, I've tried the Xbox gimmick and. So it's not for me, personally. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan. It's I don't like the controller. Or something. Yeah, that's what it is. It. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a controller. It's it's uh, the new PS controller that fits in my hand nicely. And uh, it is. It's a lovely size, isn't it? I found that myself as well. I don't know if you. It is. If you were similar, because I actually went to an Xbox and I could never warm to it. And I have quite large enough hands, actually. It's just yeah, so it's not even a thing that the Xbox doesn't fit in my hands. It's just <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. It's cumbersome you know. or something, isn't it? I don't, exactly. I don't like it either. Right, another question before I let you go as well, right? Yeah, hit me. Um, give me your favourite Christmas song. That's a tough one. And I'm going to be honest, uh, this is ludicrous because I don't even know the name of it. It's, do you remember there's a wonderful scene in Die Hard when John McClane gets into the car and the, and the, the limo driver puts on um, this absolutely awfully heinous Christmas rap? Yes, yeah, so I do know. I do know the scene you're talking about. But my God, I'll be damned if I don't know that song. It was that's a wonderful tune, but in relation to a sort wow. of a, wow. uh, a classic Christmas song, Shit. one that I don't. I, to be honest, I actually it drives me mad. But every year in my house, there's um, a Bob Dylan version of "Here Comes Santa Claus" on, and it's probably one of the worst things I've ever heard. But it, it makes me feel like it's Christmas, so I'll, I'll go with that. Mister Dylan's right. version of "Here Comes Santa Claus." Fair enough. Yeah. If yep. you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's absolutely dreadful. Okay, well, I'm going to listen to that. But then, just before I let you go as well, give yeah. me... This is a this is a question now that you're going to have to think about. If there was 10 people from history, dead or alive, that you could have at a special dinner party, who would it be? Goodness me, that's a tough one. Um, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Uh, we'll start off with... Um, I think you kind of need a ludicrous showman out of it. So we'll start with Ozzy Osbourne head of the table. Hell yeah. Uh, then we'll go with a creative. You're a metal man? I'm a metal man um, for me since. You Pantera fan? Say again? You like Pantera? I do like Pantera. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, for that, we'll stick Dimebag at the other end. Okay. Nice to bring somebody back. Uh, Jim Morrison would definitely get a place out of it. Oh, that's true. Um, in terms that we see we get. It'll be cheesy and throw Mark Wahlberg at it as well. And so we have to throw a lady or two in. Um, That's a good guy. So, see who we pick with. Um, huge fan of, fan of Dame Alexa Bliss, so I think she has to be there. All right, <laughs> okay. Um, so that's we're down to five now. Jeez, um, it is a tough one, actually. Yeah, I know. Um, we have to fill it with a few wrestlers as well, um, naturally. Let's put Braun at the table to see how much food he can physically eat. Yeah, okay. Um, although yeah. hopefully I won't be paying for it. Eat my uh, leftovers. It's alright, I'm paying for it. <laughs> you're, you're a terrible nice fella. Um, we'll stick in a couple of my old football heroes, Robbie Fowler and Steven Gerrard. Oh. Proud Liverpool fan, but keep that to yourself. Yeah. Um, and with the last two, we'll go with um, 
the fabulous Milner for a bit of class. And last but not least, the, probably the coolest man alive, Barack Obama. Okay. That's a tough one, though. That's a good. That's you. a good. That's a good ten. I like that. I think Very it's not different. bad. I'd have to like you know. I've had to think about it again. Who knows how many dogs I pick? But on the spot, those be my ten. No, I like that ten. I like that ten. Thank you, Johnny. You've been phenomenal. It's keep, an absolute pleasure, my friends. Keep listening. I hope I you keep listening. Will, I, I certainly will. I look forward to the next one. 2018 is going to be bigger with people like you and uh, I will talk to you soon my friend thank you very much and I wish you all the best going forward and to a happy, prospe- a happy and prosperous 2018 and a happy Christmas to you my friend and a happy new thank year you. thank you very much take care my friend bye bye take it easy man bye bye well that was Johnny Lawler ladies and gentlemen who have we got next um, oh Joe Stodge is the guy that comes next Let's ring Joe Stodge and see what he's got for us. Dynamo's dozen now. Jesus, already that was quick. You do realise that now, don't you? <laughs> 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 you're live, buddy. What's the story? You I are the, You're the second man. Joe, you've been a man following this show for a long time, and I appreciate that. So, it's uh, it's 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 great to have you on. It's great to hear ah, cool. fans of the show on the, on the show. And... Uh, so I'm going to hit you straight away with a question because you sound sleepy and tired, okay? <laughs> Just in the middle of doing the dishes, in fairness. You're in the middle of doing the dishes? I was, yeah, believe it or not. Good man, good man. Working man, I like hearing that. Um, right, let's start. What's your favourite moment in Irish wrestling and in wrestling in general from this year? This year? Jeez, there's been quite a few, but that last... Um the last match at uh, being the elite with Martina and Katie Ray and Angel Cruz and Big Cole was just astounding. Yeah, it, it was fabulous. It had everything. Okay. It, everything in a match you could want. Comedy. Everything. So who's your, who's your, who's been your favorite Irish wrestling star from this year? Or who's your favourite Irish wrestling star in general? In general, I'm always a big fan of Justy now. Hey, everyone's a fan of Justy. Justy's a fan of the show. In in this country, if not in the UK nor Ireland, he can turn on no one's business. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Justy is uh, Justy is one of the number one guys, uh, you know, of all really time in this country. Him. Yeah, the, the the stuff he's done for Irish wrestling is completely overlooked as well. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, and and still is doing. Ah, oh, still to this day, like. Right. And what about what about your favorite movie of two thousand and seventeen? Be honest, I don't get out to the cinema that much these days. You know, kids and all. So. You don't have to go to the cinema to watch a film. I know, but you know, I get time to do things with three kids. <laughs> do, you, do, you have a, do you have a favourite TV show? Um, I actually got rid of my TV subscription only on Netflix. Joe Stodge, ladies and gentlemen, a man who doesn't see movies or TV shows. <laughs> I actually watched that film Icarus there a while ago. It was a documentary, but I'm obviously seen it. I did, I did. I'd, I'd seen that, so. Yeah. Absolutely astounding. Working with a Russian guy that the night it happened, he said it was all a comedy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, com- 
completely bought into the other side of it. Um, what about... doesn't believe... Well, I'll tell you what then, Joe. Here's a good question for you. You'll be able to answer this. What's been your favourite personal moment of 2018? Oh, man. I've been off a lot. I'm a busy man. I've got a new job, so I can't say... I have to say it's Where are you working? Seven years of working. I'm working for the Department of Foreign Affairs these days. Wow. Here we go. Oh, moving up in the world. Moving up in the world. Are you a Christmas guy? You're a Christmas guy. All right, then. Let's talk about Christmas trees, then, yeah? Yeah. Because a man who's just been doing the dishes is bound to have no life in him. So let's put some life into you, right? (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it working already. (laughs) This is the best host on the planet, so it's going to (laughs) work. So, real or fake? Let's start off. Real or fake Christmas trees? I have a fake one, in fairness. You have a fake one, me too, that's alright. But do you like it's it overloaded? It's more than that. You are? Sorry? Just for handiness more than that. For handiness. Do you like it overloaded, or do you like the bare minimum on it? Oh, it has to be covered. Covered so from... So you can barely see the tree. Head to toe, yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you on uh, that one. Top to bottom. Would you be more, more a lights man or decorations man? I love lights now. Lights are great. Yeah, yeah, but it's all about. Yeah. Decorations are fantastic too. Like. Yeah, but like as long as you have more lights, you're happy enough. Ah, that's it. You can't have a scabby amount of lights in it. Doesn't look right, you know? <laughs> I love it. And, right, last question, right? Before I let you go to bed, if you had dinner, right, with 10 people from history, whether they're alive or dead, who would your 10 be? If you could have a dinner with anybody in the, in the history of the world, who would it be? 10. 10 people. 10 people. I don't know. Um, I got Michael Collins, number one. Ah, nice show. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Uh, we throw Gandhi in there. Gandhi's in there? Yeah, why not, man? Why not, man? Exactly. I like that. Took the British Empire down by just doing nothing, more or less. He <laughs> done nothing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, Tron Stone Cold Steve Austin, I think. Ah, sure. He's bound to have a story or two. All right, I like that. That's three good guests so far. Steve Collins, Mike, or Steve Collins. There you go, Michael Steve Collins. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Terry. We got an old school wrestling fan on the phone here. I love it. Stop. Terry Funk, absolutely amazing. Go I'd like to hear Terry Funk's opinion on this. Uh, these young books, guys. I'd like that. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. That was on the way to something. I like it. Yeah, I, I don't want to be doing that. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I don't know. Young books are doing well for themselves. Jeez, I get the young books over just for crack. You're going to put the young books at your dinner table? Oh, stuff. Come on. Yeah? How could you not? All right, Jesus. No, you've said it. Young books are coming on the table. Well, I'm not paying for them. You can pay for them, Ari. Who's next? <laughs> Making their money. Jericho. Jericho, yeah. Great Chris show. Jericho. Great show, yeah. Lad, you... Oh, man, that chap reinvents himself year in, year out. Makes it a show of anyone that's been around the last ten years. Yeah. There's been some fantastic wrestlers, but he, you know, he is the best all-rounder, possibly ever. Yeah, okay, no yeah. No question. No arguments from me there, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who 
Who else would you go for? We've got one, two, three, four. So so far we've got Michael Collins at your dinner table. We've got yeah, Gandhi. We got Stone Cold. We got Terry Funk. We got the Young Bucks, and we've got the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, Chris Jericho. Yeah, you forgot Gandhi as well. Gandhi's there, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, who else we go for? Dragon Corkabane for the crack. Corkabane's gonna be there. Yeah. Don't know. I grew up listening to his music. That's all right. You'll have a little bit of a sore head, but it'll be okay. Not a very sore head. Yeah, probably no face, but it's all good. Probably not at all. Um, how many are we up to now? Eight. We're on seven. One, oh, two, Jesus. three, four, four, six, seven. Yeah. Don't know who else would I get. I'm too sure now. Don't know. Who else is there? Oh, it takes a lot to impress me. Occasionally. <laughs> this is awesome, guys. This is live. This is Dynamo's Dozen and we've got Joe Stodge. Oh my God, why people be listening to me show you talking on this? Well, they're going to hear you. Well, that's their problem, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Who else would you have? you got you got three left. i got three left. We'll give you we'll give you one, then. Who would be the uh, mecca? He'll be the mecca. Who would I love to sit down and have a talk with? Yeah. Who could you get? I can get anyone. This is Dynamo's dozen, mate. I can get anybody here for you. Alive or dead. If you want Elvis, I can get Elvis. If you want fucking Michael Jackson, I can get him. It doesn't matter. Jesus, I don't know. I really don't know. What about... Bed? There's so many names. Jeez, you drag Marlon Brando out for a crack. Do you want Marlon Brando already? Oh, come on. Do you know what? As mad as a box of frogs. Do you know what you've done? You've what? just you've made me day there. You've finished it off on a high. Marlon Brando is a great, great show. Yeah. Absolute fucking lunatic. Yeah, you've got a great show. How could you not want to talk to him? Much like yourself, Joe. Occasionally. <laughs> Well, listen, Joe. What I'm gonna do now? I've got your, I've got your, uh, got your list. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this list, and uh, you never know what I'm gonna do with it. But uh, I don't know. If you guys are Marilyn Brando, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I won't be able to do that. But unfortunately, um, I won't be able to do that. But I tell you what, I will do is I will thank you from me to you for a promoting and b listening to Dynamo's Dozen. People no, like man, people like you that have been keeping the show going, so I really, really, really appreciate it. And uh, I wish you and your family nothing but the happiest of Christmas and New Year as well. You too, man. Happy Christmas. All right. Take care of yourself, my bye friend. Bye. Good luck. Bye bye now. Bye bye. So welcome back to Dynamo's Dozen. That was Joe Stodge. Sounded like a very, very happy camper and a very, very awake young man. Joe, thank you for joining the show um, and thank you for supporting the show. Um, I wish you and your family nothing but a Merry Christmas. What I'm going to do now is just take a little bit, a bit of a break from the fans that are going to be coming on because next we're going to have a, uh, a Sean O'Connor and we're going to ask him what he thinks. Um, of all these questions that I basically put it, because you guys are the ones 
that are keeping um, not just Irish wrestling going, but my show going as well. So I have an invested interest in all of you guys. Um, so I cannot wait to hear what comes next. And after this, we are going to have Mr. Sean O'Connor on the show. And once I get Sean on, I'm going to put the same kind of questions to him, but with a twist. Sean O'Connor is now on Dynamo's Dozen. How are you, my friend? You are one of the five that was picked out. Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen. Happy Christmas to you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. That's absolutely no problem. Sean, I'm going to start off with, what has been your favourite moments in wrestling this year, both from an Irish standpoint and from any, anything else, anything else outside of Ireland? Um, currently, at the Irish standpoint, there's seen the progression of Nate and Martin and Michael May, the matches they've been having recently have been absolutely incredible. Right. And it's just been building and building, and the talent that you guys have is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. We're keeping a foil factory here. I like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, an overall standpoint is just seeing how far women's wrestling has come from being in the dark ages to what it is now. Very competitive, very, like, it just has uh, excelled so much since then. Yes, I understand what you mean. It's been, uh, the women's wrestling revolution has been unbelievable. You're glad to see Katie Harvey back. You know you had Katie Harvey on the show last week. Yeah, seeing that, I've seen that she's actually one of my trainers around the Fight Factory, so it's very good to see her back. Ah, in the so you're training that. in there and everything, of course, I know, I know. So. Yeah, it's very good to see her back in the ring doing what she's the best. Yeah, and like the stuff you guys are doing down there, as you know, I promote shoot out of yous all the time, so um, <laughs> it's always important to do that. Right, so listen, I've got a few little random ones for you, um, Sean. What's your favourite movie of 2017? Favourite movie of 2017 would actually be the Guardians of Galaxy 2. Good show. Very good show. Very well put together movie. Yeah, I agree. Really, really good. I was expecting Justice League to be the best, but that was a huge disappointment, but I digress. I haven't seen it yet, so yeah, I will check it out. But I'm glad I didn't pay money to see it then if you're giving me that kind of recommendation. Absolutely. Yeah. What about TV show? What's been your favourite TV show? Uh, that's, that's to say Game of Thrones. That's just been a stand there ever since it started. Best show of all time. It's not, a, it's not a show, though. It's a documentary, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course. It's a documentary. Who's your favourite character in, in uh, Game of Thrones? Ah, Tyrion Lannister, I doubt. Yeah, great, great show. So many good, so many good characters in it. Like, you heard, you heard the podcast with myself and Justy. It's uh, it's impossible to have one, but I've always been a Jon Snow guy. It's always just going to boil down. And I liked Jon Snow when he was just that forgotten bastard, even from series, season one. <laughs> so, part of everything now. Exactly. So I can say I was with him from day one. <laughs> I hipster Jon Snow fans, I see. Fucking right. And here, tell me, um, what's your favourite Christmas song? You're a Christmas guy, surely, yeah? You, you, uh, you told me that. Everyone yeah, has to be. I'd say, I'd say yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, favourite Christmas song, Jesus. Um, what's the 
song by a Wizard, isn't it? Uh, I wish you called the Christmas every day. I think that's ah, great song, great song, great song. If you got a favorite Christmas movie. I have to say Die Hard because it is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie, yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, Thank it is. you. See, everyone it says is. it's not, but it is. No, it, it is. It is. It is a Christmas movie. And then I'll tell you what, one I've definitely got for you here. I've been doing this with absolutely everybody that's been on the show tonight. It's a, it's a special one. Ten people from history, alive or dead, if you could sit at a dinner table with... I'm, I'm, I'm footing the bill, right? <laughs> so... Who would you pick? Ten people from history, alive or dead, that you could sit and have a meal with? Um, straight off the bat, it would be... Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, believe it or not, I'd say John Cena, because he's a very interesting guy. Yeah, okay, yeah, good show. Something um, different, I like that. Don't say just ear Sean out. <laughs> 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 am, I lick, am I doing enough one kissing as it is um, oh Jesus it's a very tough question I'm trying to think cause it's very it is a good one though yeah the stump alright but I'll get the women out of the way for us to be uh, Amelia Clark definitely okay uh, Robin Williams that's what I'm trying to think of there he'd be definitely on that table good shit yeah, we're definitely we're, we're sucking diesel now yeah Rowan Atkinson Rowan Atkinson yeah very interesting James Corden he seems like he'd be a bit good crack when we're drinking him yeah we get him drunk <laughs> get him on later I'll be grand um, what else Jim Carrey great show um, who else I'm trying to think Oh, it's... How That's many six. Five only? <laughs> That's six. Six, four more. Okay, I'm just trying to think. There's so many I'm running through my head right now at the moment. Uh, Carrie Fisher. Uh, Princess Leia herself. Yeah, Mark Hamill as well. Mark Hamill is a genius. Regardless of what he does. Okay, Mark Hamill. I like that. Um, two more, two more. Uh... Oh. I can't think of his name. It's going to really annoy me. It's the guy who does Darth Vader's voice and he's also Mufasa. I can't think of his name. Uh, the big black guy with the deep voice. Yeah, I can't think of his name. It's going to really annoy me. We'll just call him Mufasa. Mufasa, that's the perfect. Mufasa's always going to be a dream person there. And yeah. uh, just uh, mix it up. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, just... A bit of a mix up, but it seems like an interesting character. I like this one, yeah. Only one wrestler involved as well. That's the only one I'm really interested in. You're a John Cena guy. I like it. Yeah. Always what? have been, always will be, unfortunately. Nothing wrong with that. Great chagrin. Nothing wrong with that at all. We got that. Perfect. Right, so the last question i got to put to you before sure. you go. Being a Christmas guy, you got to tell me this. Are you... A real Christmas tree guy or a fake Christmas tree guy? I'd say fake because reals just cause too much mess and with faking you can use it over and over again. Okay. What it's about efficient and less mess? What about lights though? More lights, less lights, overstacked. Do you stack that Christmas tree? Um, I wouldn't say it's completely stacked. We usually go with like a multicolor kind of thing, but I kept a symbol with white lights this year, and it's a lot right. better just for plain lights. 
Okay, I like that. Plain and simple, nothing too flashy, nothing too flamboyant. Some that won't distract everybody outside the house as well and inside the house. I like it. I like it. Listen, Sean, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for having me in. Absolutely, and I will see you in the new year, and best of luck with your training. Thank you very much. Keep doing it, my friend. I will indeed. Thank you very much. Take care. Time. You too, boy. Shane O'Keefe. Shane O'Keefe, you are welcome to Dynamo's Dozen. Hey, son, man. How are you getting on? How are you? I'm very well. Yourself. Happy Christmas to you. Same to you, bro. Same to you. You're a Christmas guy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks very much for having me on. Absolutely. Listen, thank you for being a fan of the show, and thank you for uh, constantly sharing stuff, and I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Um, i got to ask you, what's your favorite moments in wrestling this year, Irish and elsewhere? My favourite moment, I'd say, um, Irish wrestling, I went to the OTT show where it was uh, uh, Hoskins against ACH, and then Devlin came out at the end. Yeah. I was like, you know why I'm here. And I just thought, I, I, I was kind of a bit drunk as well at the time, so I just thought <laughs> it was the thing to see it. Um, and I actually got in contact with, uh, with the guys from OTT, and... I had this vision for a video to, to shoot for Jordan in upcoming to the, the match against Haskins and went up and from that moment I just had the, the vision in my head, contacted him, they allowed me to go up we shot a, and we shot a cool video for Jordan before the, to be shared or whatever on the other That's awesome. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. So that's your favourite moment in Irish wrestling this year. What about, what about wrestling in general? Was there anything that stood out to you? I, I, I'm probably I consume so much wrestling now but I don't like than I ever have but I don't watch it as much as I used to have if that makes sense because like, I'm listening to likes of podcasts and I'm reading stuff online but I don't get to actually sit down and watch like Raw and Smackdown and stuff like that um, but pretty much anything AJ Styles has done when I sat down and watch him because I watch all the pay-per-views yeah. anything with AJ Styles I'm, I'm a fan of Good, good, good. I like it. What about uh, what about Christmas trees? Are you a fan of Christmas trees? Christmas trees? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sitting right beside one right now. Do you like the real ones or the fake ones? Uh, this one's a fake one. I have a very small house. I can only fit in a little fake one here. The only fake one. So do you have it stocked? Do you have it like? Do you like it overloaded with lights and, and decorations, or do you like it bare minimum? Well, the, the missus just kind of throws it up whatever she, where she wants it's just like candy canes on it lights and stuff like that so uh, I, I have a, I have a little big show on it as well so that's brand a little big show a little big show yeah. Yeah, I like it it defeats the purpose but I like it though exactly <laughs> so do you be stealing the candy canes as well that's more for her she's the one with the sweet tooth like um, oh, she's the sweet tooth I'm to put on a bit of weight over the year and then I blame her for just having sweets all around the house it's only going to get worse with the festive season now as well. I know, man. The boxes of celebration, <laughs> bags of tails and stuff. Absolutely. And here, I've got a question for you, right? Go for it. If you could sit down and have dinner with ten people from history, alive or dead, who would it be? Ten people? Not necessarily wrestling? Anything. Right. Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I like this. Straight off the bat, man comes in with what? a... 
Will Ferrell, Eric Cantona, Man United fan. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was over there for the derby. That's all right. I'm only, I'm only playing. I'm only teasing. Heartbreaking. Um, Will Ferrell, Eric Cantona, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, um, great show. Ultimate Warrior. Bruce Lee, Ultimate Warrior. Whoa, I like this. I like the way this is going. We could have a like winner this. so far with the four that we've got. Who's the fifth? Fifth, uh, James Heffield. Oh, you're a metal fan? Yeah, big, big into Metallica and stuff. It's like Pantera? Pantera, yeah. Used to, I used to play in a band here in Kilkenny. Um, used to sing Walk. Uh, that, that, was our, that was our tune. I brought that in for sure. Good man, good man. I, was, I made, made sure to play it. There's a Pantera member coming on Donimo's Dozen next year. No way. Uh, Can't say who. Just yet. I keep keep it silent. Um, right, who, who else? Paul Heyman actually. I'd love oh. to talk to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's a good show. We've got a second wrestling guy in it. I like that. Mm, I'm thinking. That's six. That's good. You're on the right. You're 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 on a roll. Uh, just Jim Carrey actually for watching the. I've grown up on him. It's a second Jim Carrey show here today. I like that. Mm, he seems like a mad, madhead. Did you see the Netflix show up with him on the I show? I did, I did, I did. It was awesome. Uh, other one. Oof. Gavin McKean's and Milo Yiannopoulos. I can't spell that, but I'm going to put it down as what it is. Yeah, he, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a madhead. I'd like to I'd like to talk to him at some stage. Um, how much? How many is that? Is that eight, nine? What are we on? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. You've got two more to eight. go. Uh, Ethan Klein from H Three H Three Productions. Ethan Klein, I like that. And uh, who am I going with the last one? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just to see what's up. Yeah, just to see what's up. Just to have that chat, like. Yeah, Kevin Spacey now, though. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to get into his head there. Yeah, Kevin. All right, we're gonna put Kevin Spacey. I'd put that in your head, but you would, you seem to want to know what's up as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, hey, Kevin, what's up, man? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Yeah, to you? What, what's the story? Why so, why so serious? Why'd you go into hiding, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you can find them, I'll have a conversation. That's grand, and I'm footing the bill for this. So there nice you one. go. So, so far, just to give you a rundown of everybody that we've got so far, and for the guests that are listening, we've got Michael Collins, Mahatma Gandhi, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Terry Funk, the Young Bucks, believe it or not. Um, they, I wouldn't be paying for them, but there you go. Chris <laughs> Jericho, Kurt Cobain, Marilyn Brando, John Cena, Amelia Clare, Robin Williams, um, Rowan Atkinson, James Corden, Jim Carrey, the first time. Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Mufasa, Eilers oh, nice. Elba, Will Ferrell, Eric Cantona, Bruce Lee, Ultimate Warrior, James Heffield. Um, who else have we got? Man, I need more beers here. Paul Heyman. <laughs> uh, another Jim Carrey. M, I just put it as M. That, that, that name that you brought to me. Oh, I didn't Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah. The listeners don't know who that is. They can Google it yeah, if they yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not gonna. Uh, Ethan Clark. 
And then we got Kevin Spacey 2017. Yeah, see how Kevin is. Yeah, see how Kevin is. If that sex rehab is working out for him. <laughs> sex addiction's a real thing, man. Absolutely, Mr. O'Keefe. Listen, Shane, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I hope uh, I hope you keep listening to the show um, on into the new year and, and beyond. Keep it up, man. Absolutely, my friend. Happy Christmas to you Merry and yours. You. And a happy new year as well. Nice one, man. Take care, my friend. And we are going to keep rolling with Dynamo's Dozen. Next, I'm not going to lie, is a good friend of mine, Joe, the Beef Dignan. Dozer, a former professional wrestler, is going to be joining me on the show as well. Um, This one might be a little bit longer. It's not biased. It's not anything like that. It's just old friends going to have a chat about Christmas and favourite moments in wrestling this year. I, for one, am absolutely stoked for Christmas this year. Cannot wait, if I'm being honest with you. But now, we are going to attempt to call Joe the Beef Dignan, and let's see if he uh, if he answers, because there's a chance Joe might not answer, because he's known not to. We have the Christmas music on in the background, and I've just cracked the beer. The festive cheer is about to begin, and let's get this big ass into some festive cheer right now. Let's do it. Come on. We're ringing. We're ringing. Here we go. Is Joe gonna answer? (coughs) Is he gonna answer? He knows he's supposed to. He's on live now. He's gonna regret this if he doesn't. He's still calling. Joe doesn't seem to be answering. Joe, the beef dignan. How are you, my friend? How are you? How are you? He did answer. <laughs> We've had this phone call. We've had this phone call running live. Oh, have you? Oh, I've been doing a running commentary. A running commentary to see would he do it. I was like, he's going to regret it if he doesn't. But here you are. Uh, here I am, yeah. How are you, my friend? Are you well? It seems like he's not well or coherent. What's happening? Joe? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is what happens when you live outside of Dublin. However, we will attempt to get Joe back in the show. If you uh, just bear with me, we will attempt it again. So I've got Joe on finally. Joe, how are you? A little bit of technical problems there, but you're back on the show. How are you today? And it looks like it's failed again. This is live podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's going on, but we will get this jabroni on the podcast he's not a jabroni I love the guy let's call him again let's call him again you're on again Joe seems like your area doesn't want to accept this call can you hear me yeah yeah bear with me a few minutes there can you 
I can bear with you. Yeah, and I'll ring you back, alright? No problem, Joe's going to ring me back. I'm going to try and sort this out. And finally we have Joe back. Joe, how are you? I'm not too bad, mate. Yeah, there's a little bit of a technical difficulties there, but sure, that's what happens in the world of technology. Especially in the west of Ireland, mate. Well, yeah. <laughs> in the west of Ireland. You're down in, where are you now? Uh, between Sligo and Ballinagh. Sligo, Malina. I've never been to either place. Um, don't plan on going to either place, but you know what? If there's anything that looks like an impressive castle down there, you'll probably find me. Alright, sounds. Big okay, fan right. of castles. Especially that you can stay in, like, not not, not, not historical castles, like. Oh, right, like, hotel, like converted castles. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll 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 stay in a fucking castle that looks sexy as hell. Like, Grant, I'll keep an eye out. But but not those kind of two refurbished castles. I want those beds to be like the four poster beds like that they had back in the day as well. You know, just updated. That's all. You're not not demanding. No, no, not at all. Um, Well, hey, this is my show, so I can say what I want. (laughs) I'm only messing, brother. Listen, you're obviously the last person that won that uh, thing and it wasn't fixed at all because you saw it it was in the hat of dynamo um, we, we've had some uh, very interesting guys and we didn't have any gals actually but that's not from uh, from my point of view girls could have been involved in it as well but they just chose not to be so there you go um, we'll start off with your favorite moments in wrestling this year both in Irish wrestling and in wrestling in general can you think of any yeah well I was at um, Scrapper Mania yeah uh, OTT's show and it was uh, my my pick of the matches had to be the lads from the flats against the kings of the north for the tag title fucking A yeah Lee O'Brien and uh, Paddy Morrow yeah yeah, I. Well, no, there, there was the three of them that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss T Man came back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a six, three on three, a six man tag, and it was unbelievable. Match of yeah. the night from a hill up Yeah, um, and I mean, we give a shout out to uh, Alan and fucking Colin and. Uh, obviously, Corvin, should I say. And then, of course, Duncan as well. Um, they, were, they were all phenomenal that night, I would agree. Yeah. It's a great yeah, show. It was it was my favourite match of the night by a million miles. I'm not close to it as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be my highlight in Irish wrestling. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was at a show in the Tivoli as well. And there were some good matches at that, but that, that uh, six-man tag just really stands out. So I absolutely love it. Um, How good was then, Paddy selling on that, by the way? Uh, he, he's, he, he's always been a freak for, for selling, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it didn't surprise me that he was unreal. <laughs> <to be> <laughs> of course. Uh, with, how, with how long I've known him, and you know, seen him wrestling, always knew that he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really a shock. But, um, yeah, in American kind of mainstream wrestling, probably, uh, this, this might be a bit from left
and um, I think he's phenomenal and it's about bloody time he won the won the won the big title there. So you're a bit you're a big fan of him. I am, yes. I am. Yeah. I'm not too sure if too many people know who he is. <laughs> no, but I mean that's the whole idea of this. That's that's the great thing about wrestling. I mean, you've got people that like different, like people want what they want from wrestling, but it's for different reasons, you know. Um, people could look at any number of WWE stars that they see on Raw or SmackDown or NXT or Two Hundred Five, whatever it may be. Everyone's gonna always have someone different, most of the time. You know, and and I think it's refreshing to 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 see someone uh, liking somebody that's not necessarily of the big league, if that makes sense. So, but uh, so can you hear me there? It seems to be a bad line again. It seems to be going very low. I can hear you okay. Yeah, you can hear me. I can't hear you so well though. No, really. Now I can hear you well. Now I can hear you oh. well. You must have been putting your uh, phone on your pillow. No, no. Sure. If I heard my voice, I'd be putting my phone on my pillow too, so it's okay. <laughs> you bore me. Exactly. <laughs> right. So does it? Right. Obviously, I'm gonna go through all the list of questions with you. Um, your favorite movie of 2017. What is it? I didn't go to the movies much. No, you don't need. Someone else said this earlier as well. I was like, you don't need to go to the movies to be able to see a movie that came out in two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't think of any now, to be honest. You can't think of any. All right, we'll skip that then. No, no, Joe, sorry, not, not 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 new ones. I'm afraid. <laughs> Joe the Beef Dogman didn't see any movies in two thousand and seventeen, so we'll move on. Not in the cinema. I don't. I don't think I went to the cinema at all this year. Did you watch a movie that came out this year at home? No. No. Okay. No, I'm afraid not. What about? And it's very rare for me because I'm. I'm quite the movie buff, but I've seen nothing. Oh, this you year. definitely are. That's why I'm very surprised. But you know what? That's fine. That's okay. What about your favourite TV? I'm living, living out west here. I've no one to go with. <laughs> Jeez, there's a hint if ever I saw it. I'll come out to you soon, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what about... You said you haven't been out this way before anyway, so you have to come out. Oh, no, that, that, that's happening in 2018. That's a, that's a fact. We know this. Um, what about um, favourite TV show? Oh, well, Game of Thrones is always... Up there, yeah, it's it's it, that's show of all time, like so. Yeah, the last guy that was talking, Shane O'Keefe, he picked that as well. Picked, picked yeah. Game of Thrones, even though it's technically not a 2017 show because it's been going on, but it is a show that was on in 2017, so it definitely. You know, another uh, good one is actually, I think it came out this year anyway. It's called Chance. Okay, Hugh Laurie is in it. It's fun. That's quite good. Hugh Laurie is a pretty good actor, yeah. Yeah, that's um, but I don't know if, if I don't. That might have been out last year. I'm not sure. I only started watching it this year, though. Right. But uh, that was uh, I thought. Uh, I think that's a great show so far. Anyway, okay. I watched the front season of it and loved it. So. Right. Well, to get into fucking festivities, as you can hear, as you can hear, here comes yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a bit of a. 
like. I know, yeah, that's why I'm gonna cheer you up now. Alright. What way do you like your Christmas tree? Do you like it real or do you like it fake? I like it non-existent if I can get away with it. Okay, but if you, you know, in a world where your world doesn't exist, where would you, <laughs> what kind of tree would you like? Uh, a real one. Uh, yeah, finally, the first person that uh, says they want a real one, yeah. Because re- real ones, you know, um, from what I've been looking at, they're actually better for the environment than the plastic ones. But plastic ones are crap anyway, because plastic's awful for the, for the planet. Okay, so we got a planet guy. I love it. Um, a little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. That's okay. I'm not a. I'm certainly not. I wouldn't be a an environmental, you know, an environmentalist or a bit or a a bit of a warrior in that sense. Like, but. But I bet you, you like know, this song, though. I bet you like this song. If it's fairy tale in New York. I'll be disgusted. You do, don't you? I'm a bit of Mariah Carey. Yeah. You like this song? Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, great show. Well, <laughs> we're segueing something terrible here, but I love it. And this is what it's all about. This is this is the this is the Christmas one. That's what I've called this. It's meant to be a clusterfuck, and that's the way I like it. That's the way Dynamo's doesn't should be, and that's the way it's going to be for this episode anyway. So. As Mariah gets into it, with your Christmas tree and your perfect Christmas tree, would you like lots of lights and lots of decorations or one of the other? Minimal or less? Minimal or less is pretty much the same question. Maximum yeah, I, or less? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a minimalist, so. Yeah? It take too much time to put up too many decorations. So. Yeah. But it, 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 it's on. Leave it at that, I'll be dead. Leave it at that, I'll be dead. <laughs> if we ever shared a house, you know, you would you would be in trouble because you would have the biggest Christmas fan on the planet here. Um, that's, that's fine, just don't involve me. <laughs> so, don't, don't ask me to help putting up decorations or anything like that. Here. I wouldn't ask you that. I wouldn't ask you that. I wouldn't ask you that. That's grand. You fire away, you put up as well, whatever you want. As long as you take it back down as well. I take it back down too. Yeah. Probably nothing just to go up before, and nothing to go up before December either. Oh, it would go up in December, obviously. That's okay then. Yeah. I'll allow it. Joe's gonna allow it. Okay. <laughs> so what's been? What about yourself? What about what's been your personal favorite moment of 2017? As we draw a close to the fine year that it's been, actually. My, my personal one. Yeah. Do you have anyone? Uh, Anything that stands out in particular? Yeah, probably passing my truck driving test. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably be there. It took me three attempts to pass it. So. <laughs> yeah, third time lucky though, as ever. Yeah, big, big relief to pass it the third time round. So that's probably my highlight so far, anyway. That's not a bad highlight though. Yeah, there's not much time left in this year, so it probably will be my highlight for the year. No, but that's it. I mean, like, the highlight of the year now is going to be, like, sure, all right, I'll tell you what, here's one for you. I've not asked anybody, anybody this question on the show today. And it's something that means, it's a very personal question. Right, go on. All right. What is the, to you, what is the most 
perfect Christmas dinner that you could have. Ugh. Describe it all, like, I want all the details, like. No, it'd probably just be steak and few veg. That's about it. I'm not, I'm, as I said, I'm a minimalist. So. You are taking the piss out of me now. So, you're telling me, as I'm about to open up a can of beer, wait and hear this. That's a can of whoop ass for you, actually, when I see you next. But, right, okay. Um, so, you're telling me that you would have a st steak and eggs? Steak and a few veg, yeah. So, you, you, you're not a turkey man? I don't mind turkey. So it's hard to cook, though. That's a, so the steak is, if I was cooking it myself now, it would be steak because I just throw it on the pan for. But I'm, I'm telling you, if you go into, if you go with a big ass load of people and you go in to have your perfect Christmas day and you can order the most perfect Christmas dinner from a restaurant, what would it be? Steak and a few veg. Yeah, well, do you know what? Do you know what, Joe? <laughs> you're, you're... And also, I wouldn't, spe I wouldn't spend Christmas with a big gang of people anyway. Well, big gang sheep by the sounds of you now. <laughs> <laughs> I should never have entered this to be on a Christmas show. <laughs> you are? I, sh I shouldn't have put this on you like to, to enter you really, a competition. It's a great way to end a Christmas show too because you're the last guest. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, to save the worst to last, like, you know. <laughs> it's okay because you know what? I'm going to start singing Christmas songs at the end. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Oh. It'll be, it'll be absolutely fine. Right, so I'll tell you what. Here's something that you can answer, though. Right, go on. I've answered everything for you now, apart from the movie. Of no, no, you have. I'm not saying you haven't, but I'm saying that you can answer logically. Um, oh, wait, was Alien Covenant out this year? Um, It was. It was. Yeah, there's, there's one I've seen this year, and I enjoyed it. So. There we there go. We, we digress. I like it. Yeah. We, Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking there. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen Alien Covenant. So. Backwards uh, digression. I like that. Yeah, like sorry. That. <laughs> no, that's a, that's absolutely fine. You've answered all my questions want, now. Actually, want, yeah, you were saying you wanted a clusterfuck, so there, here you go. Well, that's the, 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 this these Christmas shows when we have all these fans on. Uh, I've never done it before. It sounds like I'm doing it from experience, but uh, I, I I knew it was going to be a cluster. But I thank absolutely everybody for coming on. So there we go. Um, yeah, you're more than welcome, mate. Thanks, yeah. for Thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for putting up with me. Um, it's five of them. So there's been you, Johnny Lawler, Joe Stodd, Sean O'Connor, and Shane O'Keefe. All absolutely gentlemen that have come on the show today. Some have been down to Delft. Some have been sitting in their room. Some were waiting on the call. But it's all been absolutely awesome. So there you go. Um, some were hard to get through to. Like myself, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've got one, though, that I've asked absolutely everybody. And then at the end, while you're on the phone with me, actually, I'm going to give the list of people that everybody has picked out. So there's this little thing that I wanted to know. If you could have, at a dinner table, where Ian the Dynamo Kelly is, is footing the bill, okay? So money's no object. Ten people from history, alive or dead, who would you pick to have dinner at your table? Whether, yeah, whether it's like people that you would actually like to give out to and shout at and say, why the fuck did you do that? Or whether it's people you respect and you want to 
just have a chat with them. Just anybody. Ten people. Ten. Well, Michael, I'd have Michael Collins there. Oh, I like it. Yeah, here we go. It's a second for uh, Michael Collins. Yeah, Michael Collins. Uh, uh, Randy Savage, why not? Macho man, yeah. He'll bring a bit of colour and lunacy to Oh, the fucking table. right he would, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Christ, that's only two and I'm struggling already. Uh, uh, oh, Brian O'Driscoll I'd have. Brian O'Driscoll, Irish hero, yep. Paul O'Connell as well. Paul O'Connell. Four. Right. Um, yeah, that's four. Oh, no, yeah, I suppose I might as well have Kurt Angle and Rhino there as well. Kurt Angle and Rhino. Okay. Yeah. Get, get my favourite wrestler, you know, my top, th- my top three in no particular order. And I get them in. Uh, how many is that now? That is... One, two, Not three, enough, four, says you. Six. <laughs> Six, alright, um, four more. Oh, God, um, I really don't know now, I'm kind of stuck. Oh, I'd, I'd have Bill Paxton there, one of my, uh, my favourite actor. Bill Paxton? Yeah, bring him back. Okay. Um, oh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, great show, actually, yeah. <coughs> awesome. Um, Queen, baby. Phil Anselmo, would you have him? No? Phil Anselmo. I've just been thinking Phil Anselmo and James Hetfield. <laughs> Phil Anselmo, because they are two childhood heroes of yours. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I still listen to their music today. So. Well, not even childhood heroes then. Just heroes in general. Yeah, just yeah, big, big music heroes of mine, yeah. Uh, how many is that now? It must be close. Eight, nine, ten. That is the 10. Right, so your top made. 10 is Michael Collins, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Brian O'Driscoll, Paul the Beef O'Connell. I'm going to throw that in for you. Um, Why would you do that? Like, that's my nickname. We call him the Ginge O'Connell. <laughs> yeah? You can say it to his face anyway. Well, if he wants to come on the show and give it out to me, well then that's fine. <laughs> uh, he's more than welcome to come on Dynamo's Dozen and give out to me that's fine <laughs> then we've got Kurt Angel um, Rhino Bill Paxton Freddie Mercury Philip Anselmo and James Hetfield that's good do you want to hear the list that I've got from everybody so far if you want to yeah. so I've got Michael Collins the first time so there you go you're the second one um, Gandhi uh, Stone Cold, Terry Funk, The Young Bucks, <coughs> um, Chris Jericho, Kurt Cobain, Marlon Brando. I did say I wouldn't be paying for the Young Bucks meal, so there you go. Um, John Cena, Amelia Clare, Robin Williams, Rowan Atkinson, James Gordon, Jim Carrey, Kerry Fisher, Mark Hamill, Mufasa. No one knew who it was, but now we do know who it is and thanks to Rachel inside it's James James exactly yeah 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 yeah, exactly and that's what one of the guys that was talking earlier they just didn't know his name and it wouldn't come to me either so Um, then we got Idris Elba whoever that is oh Idris Elba yeah he's he's brilliant yeah yeah 
Then we've got. Do you even know who he is? Yeah, who is he? Um, have you seen Have you seen Thor? Yes, yes. He's the He's the gatekeeper. Ah, the big black guy. He's a big boy, actually. Okay, right now I know who he is. Um. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Then we've got who else have we got? We've got Will Ferrell, Eric Cantona, Bruce Lee, Ultimate Warrior, James Heffield again, um, Paul Heyman, Jim Carrey, um, some name that I can't pronounce, so I'm not even going to bother. Uh, Ethan Klein. And Kevin Spacey of 2017 as well. Kevin Spacey? Yeah, 2017. Kevin Spacey now. So they could give out to him for touching kids? Basically, yeah. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Why did you touch why did you touch young boys and then pretend that you didn't and then hide away in a sex rehab clinic? The tweet that you put out is the worst in the world. Oh, his statement, yeah. It's such a stupid statement too. Yeah. 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 Well, well, do you know what? Kevin Spacey, you're not going to ruin my Christmas. Kevin Spacey, you know what happens? I'm actually going to do a marketing here. Do you know what happens, Kevin? When you do that <laughs> and you don't actually specify what you did or when you just go into hiding and you do nothing. I'm going to say this for Chris Jericho. You know what happened, Kevin? You just made the list. And, and the list that you made was my good friend Sean O'Connor's list. So there you go. It was actually Shane O'Keefe's list. My apologies. So Shane O'Keefe, I've just done Jericho's list for you. There you go. And I'm sure I'm sure Chris would agree with me too. I'm sure you would happily let me put him on the list. Can't imagine why he wouldn't, could you? No. No. So there you go, Joe. That's been a that's that's been your your top ten is Michael Collins, Macho Man, Brian O'Driscoll, Paul O'Connell, Kurt Angle, Rhino, Bill Paxton, Freddie Mercury, Philip H. and Selmo, and James Hetfield. There we go. Who was a bigger? Actually, that's a good question for you. You were always big. You were one of the first people actually that I ever knew that uh, was a big Pantera fan. Right. And I remember at one point, like Pantera were almost as big as Metallica for you. Oh, I love, yeah, I love Pantera, yeah. Well, is it still hard to call for you? Oh, no, Metallica are number one. Like. Number one, yeah. Uh, always have been, but, like, I still love Pantera, like. Give me your, give me your top five favourite songs from both. Oh, Christ. Yeah, now we got you awake. Oh. Well, Mouth for War has to be one of them. <laughs> Course. Um, uh, all five minutes alone, I love as well. Sounds like my top five so far. I was about to say I'll give you my top five if you want first. Uh, I love Drag the Waters. Awesome song. Um, There's three off the top of my head, anyway. I'm broken. Uh, no. Sorry. I'm broken. No. Yeah, I like that. I, I do like that one. See, what? I could not use it so many. Like, um, oh, 
They're all getting mixed up in my head now. Look, I'll, I'll move on to Metallica there for a minute. Go on. Um, I'd have to pay, Until It Sleeps is the song that got me into Metallica. Great song. And thus got me into heavy metal. So Until It Sleeps has to be there. Okay. Um, Sad But True I love as well. <laughs> Great song. Um, oh, um, Creeping Death. Ah, oh, hell, mother effing, yes. Uh, uh, there's another three, and I'm probably going to get stuck with both. <laughs> that's all right, that's all right. It's okay, you've got four more to go between the two. Yeah, between the two. Um, you know me and my terrible memory. Oh, I better drive the water for me. Hint number three, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, Imagine a member of Pantera was on Dynamo's Dozen. It'd be crazy, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be unreal, alright. Oh, is there any chance you can just leave it with three each? <laughs> I could be here for the half the night, I think. Right, let me try and see if I can add to yours then, and we can make it a joint list then. Because okay. I like all three of them songs. So let me see if I can add two from Metallica and two from Pantera. Um, ooh, I see your uh, predicament here. But I would say if I was to use a Metallica one... So yes, Joe, in case we were rudely interrupted there, I said, for whom the bell tolls from Metallica? Yeah. Yeah. Great tune. Great tune. Excellent story. Yeah, yeah, of course. Man, first two albums are just unbelievable. Like, um, I would say... In fact, no, I've got, I've actually got my my fifth um, Metallica song as well, because it just came to me. Because once I mentioned the first two albums are just phenomenal, um, yeah. Motor came to my head. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Motor Breath. And the reason I say Motor Breath is because it is literally the epitome of what a trash metal song should be. Yeah, true enough. It's three minutes long yeah. and it's just fast, heavy, fast, heavy, fast, heavy, and it's just fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, now, to face. We didn't pick Antonov, Master of Puppets. I know, I know. And uh, I absolutely love that album from second one to the last second. it's my favourite album actually but yeah, yeah I love it. isn't that ironic how that works though yeah that I can't pick one off it but I absolutely love it Damage Incorporated would be there if, if I mean if you were to have a top 10 list I mean you, you'd be talking about Master of Puppets you'd be talking about Battery you'd be talking about Damage Incorporated uh, Sanitarium Sanitarium dun, 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 dun. With that, that opening is just those opening notes, which is strange, it's only from a guitar. Get me every time, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Then back to Pantera, Jesus, you have mouth for war. Five minutes long, drag the waters. You know, it'd be easy to pick some of the hits, but it wouldn't be true. Um, I would go as far as to say that. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Most regular people would say, you know that song. I do. Most, yeah, that's received conceit. Exactly, that's 
that one. We're going to pick that. That's going to be on the list. Um, I don't know if it, it, it's going to make it. Then you've got... Let me think. Sandblasted Skin is just one of the most aggressive songs you can possibly imagine. Yeah, it's another good one, alright. I mean, I don't think they have a bad song. Even Good Friends and a Bottle of Pills is a great song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, it's hard to pick out a do you know, a crap one from their back catalogue now, to be honest. Right, I'll tell you what I'm gonna pick then. As as my as my fourth Pantera song. Um just to be good, I'm gonna pick the sleep. From Cowboys yeah. from Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a great song. And uh, also, I'm going to pick Primal Concrete Sledge. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. That can, that, if you're happy with that, I think that should uh, solve yeah, yeah. the list. Because actually, <laughs> fucking Cowboys from Hell, what an album. The, the, um, the trans, the transition that they made from the first album all the way to the top is actually quite crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Revolution is my name, actually. <laughs> actually, do you know what? I'm going to take the sleep out and I'm going to replace it with Yesterday Don't Mean Shit. Yesterday Don't Mean Shit, yeah. Yeah, there we go. We have known that axe for a long time. Oh, when I die, I'll cast a shadow. It's another great one, yeah. What a fucking album to end it all with, though, what? Yeah, it's a pity it had to end there, like, because that was, that album is unreal as well. That album really was unreal. It was, like, a lot of people didn't, um, weren't really fans of The Great Southern Tranquil. Me, personally, I was. I really liked it. Yeah, it was, I, I think it was just Phil's album where he was obviously going through some stuff. Um, yeah, well, I think he was, I think he was addicted to heroin at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll openly admit that. He will openly admit that when he talks to me someday. Um, yeah. Well, he's, hasn't he done diaries about it yeah yeah 100% That's terrible so, addiction, yeah. I'll definitely ask him in the new year alright okay and on that note that is the big reveal next year ladies and gentlemen well Joe the beef dining is on the phone with me which is what I was waiting for and the only reason I was waiting for it in the new year Philip H. Anselmo will be a guest on Dynamo's Dozen it's done Jesus. That's it's, unreal. It's done. It's just a matter of when, but it will be happening. Um, oh, so it's confirmed. Yeah, that's unreal. That's oh, it's 100% confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, his his people are talking to, I, I would say my people, but unfortunately, it's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm all for kayfabe, but uh, yeah. everybody knows that it's me that's running this show. So it's, uh, You're not big enough to have your own people yet. No, no, no. But I've a lot of people in the background that support me, so that's all that matters, um, including you. So yeah. it's it's yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's um, it's gonna happen in the new year. It will be more than likely in January by the latest February. So Philip H and Selma will be talking. He's got a new album, and um, just so I can say it as well with with um, with a couple of new bands actually. Um, so Philip H and Selma and the Illegals which is a uh, hardcore punk band, basically, uh, will be on the show, and uh, it's going to be fucking awesome. Cannot wait. That's, a, that's unreal. That's, that's great stuff, man. Yeah. 
and um, I will definitely get you on the show when that happens just to have a quick hello with Philip H. and Selma Christ, I might be able to speak. <laughs> you, might, you might not, but it, it would be something that would be needed to be done for you. So there you go. <laughs> but I think Joe, I'm I'm glad you were my last guest on the show because I think that does actually conclude the rest of the show. Um, all that needs to be said from my end is um, everybody. Thank you very much for your support over the last four months. I can't even say that I've been doing it a whole year. Because I've only been doing it for four months. We're already near the 2,000 download mark in four months, which, from what I've been told, is an absolutely phenomenal number. And that is just purely from the phenomenal listeners that I have. Um, I can't thank everyone enough. Again, iTunes, Android, IanKelly800.podbean.com, which is where all of you have been going so far. There will be new Twitters and Instagram handles and all that kind of stuff coming up in the new year. But guys like my good, good friend, uh, Joe, have been uh, basically the foundation of the show. And it's grown from there into something that I never believed it would be. And it's not the last show of 2017 by any means, because we will have a new year show. But on the new year show, it will be something a little bit different. And... uh, it will be a, a guide as to what's coming up because again I, I gotta keep this rolling and uh, you've of all gotta keep tuning in so I really appreciate it Joe same with you you've been you've been one of the biggest supporters of this show so I, I do have to thank you on air as I would do off air so that you know uh, you, you don't need to do that's uh, you're doing good stuff like so it's easy to support yeah I appreciate that my friend and uh, you're catching up with episodes at the moment actually and um, I like yes, I'm falling behind, but I am slowly but surely catching up. What's been your favourite episode so far, actually? Ooh. As I said, I, I, I quite like the Ricky Knight one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like the Ricky Knight. Ricky Knight... Um, yeah, I, was, I was actually surprised at how nice he was, as I said to you. Very, very nice guy. Yeah. Very so, yeah, nice that, guy. that one's probably my favourite so far. And I still have plenty more to listen to. So. Absolutely. And you're moving on to the big one now, um, next, with pizza. <laughs> Yourself and pizza, yeah. yeah. Get ready for the best three hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Joe, all I can say is I wish you and your mom and your sister nothing but a happy Christmas and a happy New Year. And we will be talking, obviously, before that. So. Yeah, and, uh, and, the sa- and the same to you and yours and everyone that's listening. I really appreciate that, my friend. And, you know, as I said, I know I'm a bit of a Scrooge, but I do hope everyone has a great time. <laughs> he does, of course he does. Don't mind him. This is my Joe, ladies and gentlemen. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, listen, Dynamo is over and out, and I hope you have a great Christmas, okay? You too, buddy. All right, great talking to you. You too, brother. Thanks for having me on, all right? You too. Talk to you soon, man. Take care. Bye-bye. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of Dynamo's Dozen for this week. It's been a long show. It's been possibly been drawn out at times. Who knows? I don't know. But it is an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal uh, opportunity for myself to uh, to speak with uh, the people that listen to the show, giving them the opportunity to come on, talking about their favorite things, the stuff that they like doing, the stuff they don't like doing. Um... It's just been 
been a great privilege for me to, to keep this going. So what I would say again is go to Dynamo's Dozen uh, on iTunes, go to Dynamo's Dozen on your Android devices, go to my website iankelly800.podbean.com um, join my mailing list Dynamo's Dozen at gmail.com there's going to be a lot more coming up in the new year like I just said Philip H. Anselmo will be coming on my show in the new year this is going to be absolutely fucking huge and uh, I would like you all to just keep on doing what you are doing and supporting the show sharing everything and uh, yeah I wish you all everybody from the bottom of my heart an absolutely Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year you will hear from me before the New Year but I wish you all the most beautiful and merry and happy of Christmases Uh, thank you for your support so far I love you all Dynamo is over and out